to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 99. The <laughs> yes, thank you. Do you guys remember that commercial? No, it was a commercial. It's actually horrible because I think it's like uh, a mentally challenged person that is in the commercial. This is from way back when, but it was a big thing in Canada because he was so happy to see Wayne Gretzky and he yelled out Gretzky. So oh. I hate I hate the fact that, it, it, but it was such a like an iconic commercial. Everybody in the Canada started saying Gretzky. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I do remember that commercial now. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, ninety nine Gretzky. Uh, there's the representative of Canada right over there, Mister Christian. He's the only one. Um, and of kind course, of Sister the, Christian. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said Mister Christian. He's the only one. Wow. Did you say Sister Christian? No, I said, Mister. Oh, oh God, you can't hear, you can't talk. And this guy over here, we just received big word that he's one of the nominees for the A Emmy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it comes. Does it sound bad? No, you sound fine. <laughs> you did not sound like you're on AM. No. Oh, man. What's up, everyone? Episode 99, Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that commercial. You know which one I remember? Um, speaking of, well, you know, like handicap with the handicap kid in the uh, "Don't throw me away, don't throw me away." Do you remember that one? What they're throwing away handicap kids? <laughs> it's the end of the commercial. Don't, I don't throw me away. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. It was a what? With the when he turned and he said, "Don't oh. throw me away." Oh no, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. I don't remember what the commercial was for. I just remember the kid with Downs going, don't throw me away. Was it for an don't... abortion clinic? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It was, it was for the Watsy podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't believe I did don't that. Don't... You're going to be hearing from Watson. I love Watson. <laughs> I love Watson. Is this the one? Hold on. Like Joy can really surprise you with all the things they can do by simply being part of our lives. <laughs> That's it. That was it? That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was an icon. The kid's an icon. And now I feel bad, but, like, I mean, that's how much it was. It was a huge commercial in Canada. He wasn't yeah, saying we... Gretzky. He yeah. was saying, what's he? <laughs> <laughs> we should find him now. We should, bring... we should bring him back. What's he? <laughs> I'll find him. This is from 1985. Oh, about this. I found I found the one I'm talking about. He's just like you. Ark, the Association for Retarded Citizens. Don't throw us away. Don't throw us away. Did that sound? You heard that? <laughs> I just think it's it's funny because the retarded association. Retarded. Like who says? This? this was a very long time ago. This was probably the 80s. Also. Oh, we're off the to a smashingly good start. Association for Retarded Citizens. So did that disband in modern times? Because you No, the ARC is going strong today. They're represented very strongly in the, the Watsi Network. <laughs> <laughs> in the Watsi Network. The Watsi Channel. Oh, I got an email from Watson. You guys are going to feel terrible after I read this. I love Watson. We, like, read it. We read it. He's I'm not so sure. We got a couple of emails today. We got a couple of movies we're going to review. We're going to shame a few people. We're going <laughs> to... Oh, you want to talk about? I'll start shaming someone right now, Mister Dave, Dave Z, right here. Yeah. Oh, it's Friday the Thirteenth. I gotta watch Friday the Thirteenth Part One, Part Two. We're recording a podcast. If you watch Just to Kill, no, I'll save that for Saturday morning. 
<laughs> well, it was Friday the 13th. And, and hold on, and check it out. I was really tired. I had, I had a real long week of work. I was even in a hotel three weeks, three days this, this week. I, I had driven a couple four-hour drives. I was going to bed at eight at night, waking up at like five-something in the morning. It was it was a long week. I was in classrooms. Dude, it, it, it beat my ass. So by the time Friday came around, it's been a long week, man. I'm waking up at, you know, six in the morning. I'm working all day. I'm going to come home. And I, I when I review a movie, I want to give it my full attention. I can watch Friday the 13th, one and two with a buzz on half-assed. I've seen them a million and a half times. That's why I wanted to make sure, I even said, we're reviewing two movies tonight. So I said, I'll watch the first one when I first get home. And that was the um, the other movie we're doing. I forget the title, pardon me, uh, Shrew's Nest. I did Shrew's Nest as soon as I got home. I wasn't going to watch Dress to Kill as soon as I got home. It just it, Plus, Dress to Kill seems like a good Saturday morning movie to me. And you know what? <laughs> Some movies have that. I don't know. Some movies have that feel. They're a Saturday morning movie. So after I watched Shrew's Nest, instead of going on to watch Dress to Kill, I was getting tired. I said, well, I got to review this movie. I don't, let, me, let me watch Friday. I've seen it a million times. I can sip a little vodka because if I don't drink vodka, I, I'll fall asleep. So Damn in him, my defense. He explained it perfectly. Now I feel assholey for shaming him. That's a well, perfect day. Uh, that's fine, Dave. Yeah, that was the Fuck reason. you, Brandon. Brandon was talking shit before I got here. I knew. Oh, it. look at this fucker! No, team. Ah. Mm -hmm. You see that Dave guy watching movies every hour of the Watsy. night? What? What? <laughs> I'm gonna say something crazy now. As I'm watching Friday the Thirteenth last night, I know, I know, it's been talked to death by us and everywhere else. I noticed new things in the first movie last night that I never picked up on before. And I, I can't wait to share them. Speaking of Friday the 13th. It's in color? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes, yesterday was Friday the 13th. Yes. Today is Saturday the 14th. Today is a very special day in my life and in somebody else's life. Because six months ago today, there was not today, six months ago and one day, it was, it was a Friday the 13th of September. Friday, September 13th. Well, guess what happened on Saturday the 14th, the very next day? Lucky. Lucky, yes. Today is Lucky's six-month anniversary. Yes, he's six months old in our lives. Nice. Yep, life oh, of Lucky. You have a good memory, Brandon. I was like, what What? What would I care about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I cared. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's come so far. He's doing good. He's, he was able to have his operation a few months ago. You know, to get his nuts cut because we couldn't do it earlier. He was too weak. He kept getting sick. And here's the funny part about him getting his nuts cut. He still wants to hump everything inside. It didn't do anything. It'd be like removing my nuts. I don't think it'd make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be jackhammering that fucking mic stand in a second. <laughs> <laughs> really, poor, poor little Ginny can't get away from him still. He's, he's bugging her. It's a scene. I think it's dissipating a little bit, but the bottom line is he's very healthy. He's doing all that great stuff and... uh yeah, so it's it's lucky six month. So really happy about it. Nice. You know? And last night he sat on the couch and watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Two next to me, and literally sat on the couch and watched TV. And he's never watched TV before. So that was the movie he picked to watch. Don't throw him away. <laughs> lucky, lucky, founding member of ARC, the Association for Retarded Cats. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, God, he is a special needs cat, you know. 
No, he's a good oh, he boy. Is. We love Lucky. Lucky is uh Lucky is the mascot of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's deaf. He's a he, he's special needs. He's very he's like no other cat because he needs to be like held and stuff. It's like he's like a baby. He's like he's like having a a child, a baby at that age. That he always wants to be held and picked up and he'll crawl up your leg until you pick him up and he just wants to be held and freaking, you know, he purrs. The the other cats weren't like that. I mean, sometimes, but I mean, you know, he, How many cats he, have you tried to save? <laughs> well, we didn't save. He, he's just running, around, <laughs> driving around, holding cats. Dude, I see cats all Can the time. Burn? Oh. <laughs> Dude, there's this trailer park that I read meters in, and there's literally like 20 stray cats in it, and I can't even look at it because, uh, you know, I'm like, I can't look in their direction because I can't bring them home. You know what I mean? But that's just so the way the trailer. He's driving at the time, so he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Three less straight cats. Oh god! Oh god! Oh, no. Unbelievable! <laughs> Nuts. So back to Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, let me tell you something. See, I want you to know because if, if anybody else, you're gonna know. Okay, here's something I, I never questioned before. I'm watching it last night. Right now, now Pamela picks up Annie. You know, and there's that scene, and they're driving driver. I think I think the role for Crystal Lake was right there. Driver, that whole thing, bug out city. Okay. How far do you think Pam was going to take her? What was her plan? Was she just going to keep driving? Did she have a house she was going to take her to and See, then kill her? It's funny that you say that. I, I, that's I, what I would have expected. Like, she was going to just take her to her house and kill her. And her house yeah. is in close proximity. That's what I, I – I've, I've built the story up in my head. But, yeah, I maybe questioned it way back when. Yeah, but, what was uh, her end game? Where was she going to take Annie? That's what I want to know. You know, she just she's going to keep on driving until she just got to a point or got to her house. You know. Well, what does anybody that's going to kill somebody that takes them in a car do? I don't know. But <laughs> usually, you know, drive drives them to the point where they become suspicious and start, to, you know, acting strange, and then you know, end game. <laughs> yeah, but nobody jumps out. Annie's the only one that I ever see jump out of a, a killer's car. Not only, but you know, jump what out I mean. head first, but get a sprained ankle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she would have. Maybe she would have stabbed her right in the car. Yeah. Well, she could have done that anytime. Yeah, she but you know, she likes it's the like, conversation. You, know, you, you wanna you wanna play with <laughs> conversation. She didn't say a word. I mean, we're led to believe she said a word when they just showed the shots of the car. You know what I mean? And, and from afar. But she didn't like children being referred to as kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jason was not a kid. Yeah. He was <laughs> right. my child. Right. <laughs> you gonna die, bitch. Oh shit! Okay, how about this one? I love Brandon's face. Whenever we talk Friday, he just looks like he's a Emmy. Hey, <laughs> he'll be a Friday fanboy. Yeah, he picked up on something last night, actually, didn't you? What was I it? I did the uh, the archery scene. You took like a really bad screenshot. I was like, is that the archery scene from part one? And it yep. was. And he did. Yeah. So he's. Yep. He did. Out of him. He's been, I was he's... proud of myself because it was a really like poor screenshot, and I was just like, I know that. You did see? That's you my good boy. Good <laughs> awesome. Okay, Christian, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Flavor of ice cream? Holy shit. Where did we get this question? I, I will be French vanilla. I like to be, I like plain French vanilla. You let me down. Brandon, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Forget it. Uh, <laughs> rum, rum raisin. We're Rocky actually Road. answering the question. Hey! Rocky Road, you got it. You yeah. got it. Yes. And Christian still doesn't know why I asked the question. No, it was from a movie, but what movie? I can't remember. Oh, Rocky Road. Oh, fucking movie? 
It's from the movie. Yeah, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Rocky Road. Come on, Marcy said it, and then push the kid in the water. Yep. Okay. I, I'm going to, I have to revoke my license. I there you go. Fandom license. It's like having fucking JP over here who claims that we're fake Friday fanboys, but I guarantee we would slaughter his ass fucking times two in, in, in any Friday trivia. So anyway, Rocky Road. I've always, I, I know Except what Rocky one. Road is. Huh? Except for that trivia. <laughs> Okay, except for that trivia. But still, I know what Rocky Road is. I don't. Do you know it? it no, I don't know what I... No, I think it, it exists because I've heard of it before. But I what is it? it is it like chocolate it chip? Exist. I just had. I just had it in my house. It's I didn't say it didn't I exist. I said it didn't exist. When I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I never see Rocky Road at the store anymore. I just it's bought just... Rocky Road. Briar's Rocky Road ice cream like a week ago. <laughs> oh, what? I went on Google and I typed in Rocky Road ice cream. I went to shopping. Nothing came up. The only thing that came up was a recipe for homemade Rocky Road. So I thought it wasn't made anymore. No, it's still made. Okay, so what's in it? Uh, it's chocolate ice cream with uh, nuts and uh, marshmallow. Okay, well, the nuts I don't know about. See, I thought I was going to come up with a big point. They don't make Rocky Road anymore. I think kids are watching this movie nowadays and saying, what, what's she talking about, Rocky Road? But I guess I'm wrong. Okay. But I will give out some props. The best cereal of all time is Rocky oh, Road cereal. You I know remember Rocky that. Road cereal? I remember oh, that, yes. It was like Golden Grahams with marshmallows. Yep. And, these mar- and there was chocolate covered. And these marshmallows, for some reason, had this texture and taste to them. They, when you bit into them, it was like cool, like like a cold type feeling. I remember yeah. that cereal, dude. And the nuts in the, I'm not sure what kind of nuts they are on the ice cream, but they are chocolate covered too. So it's like a chocolate, it's almost like having like a, like a goober with like marshmallow and chocolate ice cream. It's <laughs> delicious. Nice story, goober. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what that's from, Christian? <laughs> Great story, goober. Some movie. <laughs> it is some movie. I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is, right, right, B? Is that it? I have no idea. Rocky Road cereal. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I've never oh. never seen this before in my life. It is the best cereal ever. That's an old school cereal. Second place goes to S'mores Crunch. You can't get either anymore. They're long since dead. You, like you don't try to get yeah, I can't help it. In those instances, yes, but I never was into Lucky Charms or all those other marshmallow cereals. But those type of marshmallows? Oh, man. Anyway, um, moving where's on. What was the quote again? Where, yeah, where's the, goober line? where's the Goober line from? Goober. You don't know it either? Fucking asshole. My name is supposed to say G-Ober, but my, but, but my uh, whatever, my coworker put another O here, so now it says Goober. Fucking asshole. And oh, then she uh, says, great start, Goober. Close, close. Oh, the house. House of a thousand corpses. Yes, that was house. It was, oh yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you for shopping. Red hot pushy liquors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great story, Gilbert. Okay. Um, <laughs> how about the scene? Here you go, Christian. When they go in to the um, when the snake scene. Okay. Yeah. And Bill goes in there. Well, first Alice is in there and she screams, and then he goes in there. And she says a comment to him about something. Haven't you ever been in the woods before? And he rather angrily yells, we're not in the woods. I'm like, what's the difference? <laughs> it's his cabin, and there's the woods right outside the fucking door. Why was he that upset about it? <laughs> I've <laughs> never actually really, that? no, I've, I've never really realized his level of, of uh, anger, I guess. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Not until last night. 
I'm telling you, Friday the 13th is the movie that keeps on giving. After all these times, you can still watch it and come up with more things. It's ridiculous. Uh, We're not in the woods, he said. I'm like, holy fuck, Bill. I was going to put that on, but for whatever yeah. reason, I was tired, and I liked to, I, I wanted to watch something that wasn't going to take any, uh, any thought process whatsoever. Some people might think that would be fine. I chose Jason, goes to, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> that <laughs> that makes one sense. takes no brain power to watch. <laughs> no. You're right about that. Holy shit. Yeah, good old JTM. Did you enjoy it? JTM. You never go JTM. I uh, <laughs> I fell asleep before he got to fucking New York. So I watched three quarters of the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Christian, would you rather go ATM or JTM? <laughs> ATM, yeah. Yeah. What about ATM? M-A-T, right? No, what is it? Mouth to Which ass. Depends. Am I like I'm the one that doesn't really have anything to worry about? You're I won't mouth. be getting coronavirus. You're, <laughs> no, you're the not. mouth. You're the mouth. No, I'm not the mouth. Can I go to JTM? <laughs> <laughs> there should be a porn parody. ATM I thought I was goes a giver. <laughs> JTM goes ATM. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Have a guy in a Jason mask hook up a girl looks like Rennie, you know? <laughs> oh man. Okay. What what else? Oh, here's something that's kind of scary. You know how much I love that scene with, with Marcy and the discussion about her dreams and how how it being you know prophetic to her death and how how it fucks with me. How good it is. Do you know at the very end she says really low? She says, "I call it my shower dream." Did you ever pick up on that? No. That's what she says. She says they're really low and they're laughing and they're in there. You know, they're real tight together. So I said, what does she say there? So I, I, I put on the, what do you call it? It's the, the subtitles. I'm like, what exactly does she say at the very end? And she says, she's laughing, you know, she's like nervously laughs. And she says, yeah, I call it my shower dream. Now, isn't that, that makes it even more fucked up because of she died right in, in front of the, the shower, shower curtain. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's fucked up, ain't it? It's either fucked up or really poor writing. Poor writing. <laughs> You don't think that's great writing? No, Maybe. it's Because think about it's it. It's good. They, it's good. I'm just trying to be an asshole. That's what's should, great about it. One movie. of my favorite movies. I'm just trying to be a dick. Well, it yeah, should have been I'm... her outside the shower dream. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I call and this my the action the face in front of the shower dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It is my favorite kill in the franchise. It's a great oh, kill. Jack's <laughs> kill is better, man. The, the Jack, Kevin Bacon, his oh. death is still to this day well, magic. Well, that that would be number two for me. But I just I love think the, Annie the, is the best. I love the after effect of that that axe in the face. I just think that's the best looking oh. effect. I but agree. Uh, but great. but I agree with all three of those. Yeah. They're great. I like kills. Annie too. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Annie's is great on freaking Blu-ray too. It just keeps getting better every time, which is weird. Usually. When things are exposed from the 80s, you know, the, the tricks they were doing, it tends to get worse because you can see more of the prosthetics and whatever they used. But to me, Annie looks flawless. And the blood is, looks the, is the kill changing? Is it still a slit throat or is it changing to like a different kill as, as you know, the, the picture quality gets better? This fucking guy. It's not changing. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I do think you can see the prosthetic more now that it's gone Blu-ray. I actually do. I also think you owe that, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, to the uncut version, which goes on a few seconds longer before it fades to white. That's the one. It's one thing. One time, I actually think I may prefer the R-rated cut 
because you still get the slit throat, you still get the open, you still get the blood come out, and then it cuts, it fades away. So it's in, out, done, my fave. So that's oh, why yeah. I think, although I usually love the uncut versions of things, that time, in that instance, I actually think the R-rated censored version is better. Really? Annie's Yeah. Good? I actually I think do. it looks perfect. I think it looks, if anything, like I think, a prosthetic throat. I think it looks great. It looks realistic to me. And you know, I think the Kevin Bacon one looks hurt, if anything, because well, it goes on too long. In its face. Well, not even that. His neck looks too long, and I never really picked up on it before. Why such a long? I neck? can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcy's, I guess, stayed the same. It's still great. Either way, well, I say it's the best. Either way, I call it my shower dream. That's fair. And I think that that makes it even more spooky. Just that they made that movie with the intent of people knowing that people are going to watch this movie multiple times and pick up on it. Because what asshole in the theater is going to watch that and hear her saying, I call it my shower dream, and then put it together later? Same thing when it comes to Jason. What In the theater, who is going to put in – who is going to think that – if you see this movie one time, that when you Brenda's kill, when we're talking about um, uh, the, the archery scene with Jason calling her, that's the, that in the end, when we get all the Jason reveal and everything, that they're going to say, oh, so that was that little boy that was calling her. I don't think anybody saw that movie opening night or whatever and thought that. But I mean, it's like it's almost like they knew that. Usually, we always talk about movies, and back in the day. They said, well, they never intended these movies to be watched over and over again. But in this case, it seems like they did. And that's what I think is so brilliant about it. It's like, and keep in mind, when Friday the 13th logo comes out, and I always say it, it smashes glass. They're talking about your television. They're not talking about a movie screen. So it's like they had the foresight to know that the video market was really about to boom. Maybe they're smashing the shower. It was supposed to be shattering a window pane is what they actually referenced. But I always took it as you're busting my TV, not the movie screen. Maybe it's it's Marcy's shower and it's her outside the shower dream. (laughs) If she only had one of those Maybe it's her podcasting career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, is that all I got? Oh, here's one. Why wouldn't Bill? Ratings? Why wouldn't Bill have volunteered? Is this a retro? Listen, (laughs) we should have been in the retro, but no one's ever brought these things up in any retro. So why not? I couldn't help but notice these things. I said, I got to share them. I'm I'm watching the the Monopoly game, the strip Monopoly game. Why didn't, when the rain, when the door flies open and and, um, she starts talking about, Brenda starts talking about, oh, I got to go back and close my, um, you know, Close the doors or whatever. Just getting interesting. If you're Bill, wouldn't you have said, no, no, stay right here. I'll go to your cabin and we'll go take care of it for you. He's got two half-naked girls in the room. That's why he didn't want to leave. No, he, I'm, I'm staying right fucking here. Have fun, Brenda. Oh, <laughs> that would have been so his he... move. That shows that he was maybe into Alice then because that would have been oh. his move to put on Brenda. Well, I'll go help you close those windows, lady. And then go out with her. He, did, he had no interest, so I guess he wanted to stay with uh, uh, with Alice. Okay, I see. I was Wonderland. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Freddie. That was the jokes. <laughs> right. I was thinking along the lines of I'm going to get two <laughs> girls naked here, two <laughs> girls, not just one, especially at that age. Oh, you can play oh, guitar. Uh oh. No. All right. Drop the coffee. That's why I have this, so it won't spill. It's okay. All right. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, though. Yeah, I guess maybe he was making a move on Alice. I mean, she did kind of like his sorry-ass guitar strumming. So That always got the women wet in the 80s. G-G-C. G-G-C. I'm out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
Ratings? Yeah, so there you go. Jeez. Still a 10 out of 10. Still a 10 out of 10. Still the greatest. So, oh, man. I had a great time watching it last night, one and two. I really did. So there you go. So, yeah. Um, Love it, too. It's an all-time favorite. So Boy, absolutely. I want to hear this fucking Watson email. Are we okay to start right. into it? Why not? Let's talk about the Watson uh, email. Now, we're going to go. Or... It's serious business here. Is going to piss me off, though? Some... You're going to piss him off? It, he wrote it. Us? I don't care if it pisses him Watson off us. It's not going to piss us off. Okay. Things are going to get real serious now. I was trying to. It's okay. I'll, I'll shame somebody else when it's over and we'll get back to laughs again. Okay. So <laughs> this is the email from Watson. The headline is, what the hell is the deal, guys? And the hell is capitalized. Okay. So, Love it hey, fellas. It's your quote-unquote thin-skinned friend Watson here. And we need to have a motherfucking talk. <laughs> As you guys and our respective listeners know, I adore this show and I've been happy to be on as a guest every time you've extended that invitation. I hope we'll mix it up even more in the future, but before any of that, we've got some things to address. This message is specifically for Brandon and Christian. I am being 100% serious here, in capital, 100%, which I know is difficult for you two, but help our brother out (laughs) if you'd be so kind. Okay. Right now, as I write, I am listening to episode 98, and this is the second show in a row now where you two seem to think you've offended me, or else that there is some implied history between us where I am apparently unable to take kindly to your jokes about me. Answer me this honestly, guys, and answer this for those listeners who know me as well as they know you. Where in the world is this coming from? Have we ever had one single exchange where I was even remotely upset? Because I can't think of one. I really can't. And the reason is because there are no incidents of this sort. I mean this, too. Go over our private messages, and the chats were all in together, and I challenge you to find anything there that points to this newfound perception that you two seem to have of me. Uh-oh. I'm, I, I thought, no, I thought, no, no, I thought, I'm not leaving. I, I honestly have no fucking clue what he's talking about. I thought Christian got pissed off. Okay, no, he's not. <laughs> no, right. I really don't know what he's talking about. This, this must be Aidan more branded. Okay, well, I don't know. He says both, but hold on. I think you two are hilarious, and I love, bold and capitalized and underlined, love that I'm often the random subject of your conversation. Well, I'm glad you're loving this. It makes me feel good and like we're homies. Who the hell doesn't like hearing themselves talked about? My ego gets boosted every time you bring me up. Listen, I'm not an emotional person, you guys, and I'm especially, especially, especially not emotional when it comes to online interactions. So what the hell gives? As I'm typing this and listening to episode 90, Brandon is currently talking about how he won't say a bad word about Watson anymore. Because <laughs> he says, I got upset with him after episode 97's Watson-related hilarity. Full disclosure, this did not happen. I am not currently, nor have I previously been at any point angry in the slightest with Brandon. I have no clue where he is getting this. I really don't. I'll even post screenshots of the chats we're in if there's any doubt there. Right now on my headphones, Christian is talking about how you always have to apologize when making fun of me. And Dave is going on a rant about sensitive people online. Somebody tell me... What in the world is going on here? I feel like I'm going out of my mind. I feel like you guys are either playing an elaborate prank on me or there's been some it legitimate... 
It worked. Yes. Misinterpretations going on between us. But instead of talking to me about it personally, you do so through the podcast, which is lame, but is also quite funny, honestly. Ha <laughs> ha. Does this possible misinterpretation stem from my playful responses to Brandon and Christian, where I joke that you two hate me? Because yes. those are jokes, guys. That's what LOL. Comes from, but it's just joke. We'll Other get into a, it. We'll get, sorry, I'll let you finish. I apologize. No, no worries. Other than a few small comments, which exist openly on your Facebook page for everyone to see, there is nothing else I've ever said that isn't just business as usual when it comes to our typical ball busting with one another, which leads me to believe that you two seem to be able to dish it out really well, but apparently think anyone who dishes back is offended. And that's a bummer. I mean, you guys aren't that funny. LOL. I love you guys to death, but I'm actually getting upset now that you think I'm upset. And I feel mischaracterized as all hell. If you two want to project your guilty consciences onto me because you actually feel bad about insulting me or whatever, then fine. But at least own up to it. And stop making me look like some dude who can't take a joke because I think all of it is fucking funny. I love joking with the homies and busting balls. But now here on your show, you're publicly making me look like this asshole who is pouting in the corner when you insult me. And I just don't get it. When has this this ever happened? (laughs) Yeah, this isn't passive-aggressive at all. (laughs) Good. And what's worse is you've actually got the one exploding heads host I actually like buying into your bullshit. So, Christian, Brandon, I'm smiling as I write this, but in all seriousness, give me an answer here about where this all comes from, because as much as I truly and honestly don't mind in the slightest that I'm the subject of your joking sometimes, I absolutely do mind when there's been a misunderstanding or when I feel that I'm being inaccurately represented by close friends of mine. It's not emotional. It's just common sense. And on my end, this means letting you know with 100% sincerity that I have never been upset by you guys ever and that all is well on my end. No animosity, no hard feelings, and that's that. My hope is that we can get this shit out of the way so you guys can go back to being the regularly scheduled assholes I know and love. Keep the kid gloves off, for fuck's sake. And more importantly, stop feeling bad about it. And even more importantly, stop taking I feel bad about it, you fucking skunks. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I, I love you. I remotely bad about it. And I'm supportive as hell of the new direction the podcast is taking. I will certainly be a patron once episode 100 hits, but it'll be the lowest possible payment. You can count on that. <laughs> Cheers, Watson. Thanks for Whew. your $3. <laughs> <laughs> Let me relax and let you guys talk. And let me sit I have to let Brandon talk, actually, because to be totally honest, I've never, my interaction has always stemmed from the online jokes back and forth, and it is one big joke. So uh, him saying he, uh, I'm not making fun of him, he's getting offended, was all me feeding off of interactions <laughs> that you guys have said. I'm pointing either way because on my yeah, screen, I mean, you guys are here, but when it's recorded, I don't know exactly where I'm going to be on the screen. So this, you this guys. has this has shown one thing, and I don't know if I should be proud of this or not. But I am a fucking master troll. I really am troll because in the in the in troll, yeah, in the yes. fresh cut chats, I love to troll, and I, this is stemming from conversations in that chat where where I've said many times when Watson posts or something, you know, I'll say. You know, Watson doesn't like me. He's mad at me. He doesn't think I'm his friend. Stuff like that. And I did that constantly for a good couple of weeks. And it must have, it must have gotten to him where he thought I was being serious. Where I totally wasn't. I'm never serious, but people take me seriously. 
it's like it's the same thing that happens with you sometimes, Dave, when you crack a, a Facebook joke and then you have to leave for six months. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what happens in the, the in the group. I I've never been mad at Watson. There's only been one time I've been mad at Watson, and that is the one cut of the dead incident. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, why? Because he didn't have it on his list. Yeah, because it tricked me into thinking it was his number one, and then pulled Ready or Not out. But we even joked about that. But I've never, I've never truly been mad with. <laughs> and and I, I just wrote this in a text yesterday, and I'm going to come across as a total asshole here, but I very rarely care what anybody thinks about anything. I, I, I'm very self centered. I'm just here to talk, and and sometimes listen to you too. <laughs> That's why I don't engage in these chats that are fucking lighting up my screen. And I'm like, and I, I'll just chime in, say something stupid, chime right out. I don't care. There's no connection. To make, media. Up, to make up for this situation, I'm going to donate $10 to ARC in, uh, in Watson's name. <laughs> I almost feel like I should edit that whole letter out because I feel like it's going to hurt the Watsy show. Nothing's going to hurt the Watsy show. <laughs> Mira, believe me. The Watsy show is, I'll tell you what, we're we're doing really good. Have you listened to like our last two shows? They're no. some of the finest work we've done. I'm oh, they're sorry. so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I the will. deep dives are so good. I got Sirius I, I, XM now. I'm listening to Stern. I don't listen to podcasts anymore. Oh. Yeah, I, okay. I have stopped listening to podcasts actually a long time ago. Uh, other than a handful here and there. But, I mean, that's it. If I tell someone well, I'm checking their podcast out, I definitely am. But religiously i don't i'm not like you dave i'm not listening to any shows anymore really you should really listen to wadzi at least that just for the deep the dive loved ones one i will like i love the loved ones movie so i'll have to definitely check that one out there you have it there's good that's good now sure. i understand why c is saying that thing about other people's opinions because other people get too uptight about that like it was mentioned in chats last night and i told and i said well christian never gives me a hard time or or be a hard time about our opinions. He listens to our opinions. And when we have a disagreement on an opinion of, of a movie, we never argue about it. Nobody takes offense to it. I think the reason Christian is the way he is now, what he's saying about himself, is because the people in the community get too offended and get freaking all fired up about their love or, or hate for a movie. I see it in the chats. Yeah. There's certain things you bring up, and it's like like me with Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I've addressed it online several uh, on podcasts several times. I'm not going to repeat the same things. This is my opinion of it. I think this is stupid. And not. I don't just think something's stupid. I, I tell you why I think it's stupid. I'm not just... Some people just want to say, oh, this movie is awesome. Uh, 10 out of 10. When I know it's a piece of shit. I'm like, okay, why is it a 10 out of 10? They don't want to explain things. Certain people that we know, they just blindly love... Everything, especially franchise movies, and they can't look at them objectively and say, okay, this, like I said, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, even if I give it a three and a half out of ten, I'd still rather watch it than a lot of six out of ten movies. That is a fact. That is a fact. Objectively, I think there's a lot of problems with, with Jason Takes Manhattan and the plot and everything else and all this other stuff. And this other movie might be a six out of ten. It might have a perfect plot with no plot holes and no stupidity, but nothing else about it really gives me that feeling that I get when I watch Jason Takes Manhattan. So I'm willing to say that it's that it's not a good movie at all. And it's not to me. But I'll still watch it over some other ones. And, and, I, you, I, and you're probably well, right. And I don't want to get away from what Watson's saying because right. I, I want to address that as well. I think it's an extension of the joke. Like, that's where I've been going with it. Like, I mean, honestly, that's why 
Uh, I figured the whole, like, you're getting offended thing was more directed at Brandon, because I don't think I've used those terms. I may have brought it in because, Dave, you do the other podcast with them. But for me, it's just a constant extension of the joke. You come on the show, I pretend I don't want you here. You know, obviously, we we want them here, because you guys keep inviting them. The... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe Watson is the ultimate troll. No, maybe Watson's smart. yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he's, he's doing he, it to plug Watsy. He's no, he's not plugging Watsy. He's 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 beating That's you not a at plug, your own that game. <laughs> right, it's not a plug. Yeah. It's maybe he's trying to beat Brandon at his own game. See, Brandon, that is a master master troll move, and I kind of do the same things in chat sometimes, mostly busting balls about the you know how often these freaking people go on Skype and fall asleep. Like, like, dude, I, I don't, I will not stop now. And people have written to me like, you didn't you used to Skype all the time. Didn't you love it? Of course I did. And, uh, yeah, but I made fun of you when you did it too. So <laughs> I'm an equal hey, opportunity. I know, but I still make fun of it. But, uh, even with movies, every time I say a movie's a piece of shit, I hate this fucking movie. People don't realize that the movies that I'm talking about that I hate, if you go back and listen to our reviews of them, I give them like seven and a halfs or sevens. <laughs> Right. Like, it was the same. It was the Belko thing. Everyone's like, why do you hate Belko experiments so much? I'm like, I give it a 7 out of 10. I don't hate it. So it's just an extension of the joke. And, and Watson's trying to get me to fall off my game, but I'm still going to joke about him. I'm still going to make fun <laughs> of him. And it's, you know. it's. If just he has a problem with it, he could stand up on that fucking soapbox, look us eye to eye. <laughs> and tell us. <laughs> No, he's only an inch. He's only an inch shorter than me, and eight I'm inches taller dick. than JP. Yeah, I was say, what, what about compared to JP? And eight inches taller than JP. And I'm not too far off. I'm only like barely five eight. So, and you know, I'm all cat. There's one person that blasted him, and honestly, on our YouTube channel, in the sense of like, I don't want him on the show anymore or whatever. And I said, hey, he's a friend really? of the show. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on that yeah. the one where no, we. I- I said I I stood by him like I mean this this is jokes this is wow. the jokey interaction so again I uh, he says he could take the joke so I'm a little I I don't I'm a little confused I guess because I feel like I'm not the one saying he can't take the joke I make yeah, fun of the Watson numbers I know plenty I know plenty of people who hate Watson but to be honest I love him <laughs> and I'm never gonna stop wanting him on this show I I just I want him here now. I just I just can't find myself, you know, making fun of him because it's just our patrons hate him. So we can't <laughs> have him on anymore. So th- there's the it's a constant problem. See, yes. this is the joke part of it. Oh, see, I agree. It is. And I think but, either either Brandon's the master at it and Watson's trying to beat him at his own game. Maybe I shouldn't have pointed that out because maybe I don't even I don't even I'm really not or, even trying to play a game. I'm just I just like to troll. And well, that's that's the game. It's a master. You're. It's a master of trolling art. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're doing. So you just Obviously. broke us down. That's what you said. And it's only coming. You know I what it's that. stemming from? It's it's not even like a malicious place. Like I'm not real. Like yeah, I'm trying to like get a little rise out of people. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to create conflict like this or anything. If this, if it even is Watson, you fucking scallywag, you. But uh. It's because, like you talked about earlier, everybody's very serious online, and it's it, it just gets too too heated in a very serious way. So I just just like to break it up by by cracking jokes and cracking wise. Did you tell him, David? I, I I'm being honest here that we had a Patreon level that was like no Watson, and that was the most hit <laughs> donated level. Like, yes, did, he'll find out did, when he joins. All right, is that the one he's going for? The no Watson level. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. That's great. Okay, listen. B, B was involved in numerous chats with, an, uh, with a part of the big circle we're in now, but a smaller part of that circle. And I think that in that circle... There are some toxic things that have had that happened in that circle, and the way people bust each other's balls isn't always the most good-natured the way we do it. And B kind of pulled himself away from that scene a little bit. But because he's so used to that type of behavior amongst that clan, he used to be kind-loving, fun-loving B in our chats. It seems like he's bringing a level of that type of behavior into these chats because it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. He kind of misses or he's so used to that type of behavior going on in those chats with those people that that's what he only knows chats to be that's what yeah, i, I don't even is. see it b i don't see this probably because i don't yeah, give a it, fuck about the chat no it's it's, it's not it's it's <laughs> a good know. theory i wish it was true it's just that people are saying a lot of dumb things lately and i'm trying to be as playful yet insulting at the same time because I don't want to end friendships but I see a lot of stupidity out there so why but you did you didn't used for, to be this way you didn't used to be this way in chats people used to be smarter I don't know what happened Maybe. <laughs> like I've, I've said it here before I really at the end of the day don't give a shit I want to do I the show with you two I don't I'm not going to say I don't give a shit about their opinions. I just don't let it affect me. I, I'm yeah, not, I mean, either. Opinion, it's, it's not affecting me, but it's, it seems like people are thinking it is to an extent where I'm acting a different way, where, where it's completely not. I, I could care less ultimately what people think. I, you know, I hope they know I'm just teasing. I wouldn't be in the chats if I was completely miserable and not joking. Well, you have no choice in the fresh cut, so will just keep adding you back. <laughs> Yeah, but even then, like, that's that's the chat I troll the most in. And people, like, nobody, I don't think anybody really gets annoyed. I Maybe. Know, they might get annoyed. But in that chat, they're more likely to get annoyed than in other chats. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're, they're very thin-skinned. You know, there's Watson in there. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I'm that they're, <laughs> they're more likely to in that chat compared to others. And it's like I always say, people hold on to their opinions like they do their balls. So I don't know why. I don't know why. I could be as good as a detective as I can be, and I could point out and say, this is why this is a bad movie. I'm going to give you examples A through M on what sucks about this movie. And if you love this movie and I tell you all that, you're still going to look at that list, and I'm going to have all the evidence in the world as to why it's bad, and you're still going to say, I don't get it, I still think it's great, and not even try to retort those ideas in, in, in the right way. And that is fine. That is fine. I will, I will tell you this. I don't like myself very much, but I like this about myself. I like that I can have my mind changed and my opinion changed. Why most people can't, I don't know. I think maybe it's a slur on there. They think it's a slur on them as a person when someone says something like, oh, you know what? That isn't a very good movie. Thanks for pointing that out. That It happened to me with The Invisible Man. I rated The Invisible Man something, and then I listened to a podcast, and Nudie, of all people, pointed out one or two things, and I'm like, Oh, you know what? That didn't make sense. Okay, it's not an eight anymore. It's a seven and a half for me. I can do that. It's true. I can do that. I, I have no shame in saying that listening to other people dissect the movie or discuss it and bringing up points I've never that I haven't learned or, or, or known can bring a movie up or down. How it's happened with the three of us? Haven't we? Haven't we had discussions and it brought our rating up or down at the end of it? It happens. But some people are like. This movie is awesome, and there's nothing you could do to change my mind, and that's fine. I, re I really nice. find myself going down, like like you you, you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> hey, sure. You me you mentioned the Invisible Man before, and you talked about that last week. And uh, you know, I guess if it's a plot point, it's like, oh yeah, like you almost had me with uh, the orphanage. 
which Watson was on. We had a great time. But there was something towards the end of the, of, uh, the Orphanage where, where you guys brought something up. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that is a pod. Right. Still, still, a Watson, fucking, still a 10 out of 10. <laughs> true, but see, that's the difference between you and me. If, if, I, if, if I love a movie and someone says, well, wait a minute, did you not notice this about this movie? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You're right. This movie isn't as good as I think because that's that's lazy writing to me, or that's something that they let that, that they left off that that they should have addressed. That's where I'm saying I will lower my rating. I can still love something. I love plenty of movies, but it, they're not all ten out of ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, there's plenty of movies I love, but when I give a ten out of ten, that means I really love it and I really don't see, um, you know, flaws with it that that are are worth even mentioning because there's no such thing as perfection. I don't care yeah. what you. Say. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll tell you what, though. I looked at my top um, episode. We may as well plug it. Next show is top 100, episode 100. And I think that I had only five movies that were a 10 out of 10 for the whole decade, I believe. I believe that's what it was. So I don't do it that much. Yeah, you know what? I was surprised because I used to feel like I, g- I gave out a lot of 10s. But over the last couple of years, I have not. And a lot of the 10s we've given out in the past have been for older movies. Absolutely. The, the newer movies aren't getting as many tens, but uh, you know, I really just hope Watson's not mad. I hope he's just playing now because <laughs> oh, he's starting a new show called Thin Skinned. <laughs> well, that was a joke. I made Podcast that joke on. I made that joke online, and he like like, and I just continued you it with tell last that's show. What, that's what well, did yeah. it. The thin well, skin of, comment. It, it is because I made that comment online <laughs> in the you. group chat. And then last episode, my whole gimmick was, you can't get me to say a bad word about Watson. So that was the joke in itself. And I'm you just see him doing whatever now. he does, day. It's cementing whatever he's cementing, and and just stewing in his own fucking rage, with a smile on his face. I love evidently. Watson. I love Watson. I can't wait till he's on the next show and we can shame him in person. Yeah. What next show? He's not on the next show. The next, the next show he's on. I said. Oh, they, I, mean, I thought you thought he was going to be on episode. We'll never be on the fucking no, show. I, the patrons. Think of the fucking patrons. Think they of the patrons. Yes. I'm still going to troll Venom the next time he says he loves a movie. <laughs> you tr- oh, the best. See, the best Venom two weeks was him with the flu. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Venom. <laughs> it wasn't he's a fucking patron, and we're making fun of him. Equal opportunity. I love the guy. That's you know, why I like. I hope he knows that. I like the guy. It was Tigers are not afraid. You know, Tigers are not afraid. I mean, it was his number one movie last year. Venom. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And he's oh, talking wow. about how much he loves it, and he's chatting with someone, and I'm just like, it's not even horror. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. It was my number four movie. I fucking loved it. I, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely loved the film. Dave thought it was going to be my number one, but it's still. I just. I don't know why. Venom was talking seriously about it. I just was like. Fuck that movie. I don't know why I do it, but it's funny to me anyway. And honestly, Dave, you said that you're going to get on like a more important topic. So what, what, what was the next thing we're going to talk about? Okay, let's get off it. We're going to have new <laughs> levels on the Patreon after episode 100. We've talked about them, right? So I think after this show drops like to the public 99, we'll put them out there. So now basically the one level where it's always pick a movie, it is now going to be pick a 2020 movie. You know, because we're going to try to do the 2020 movies uh, mixed up with they pick the 2020. We pick the old one that we think will go along with it. But instead of just being having that, we're going to, and I may have already mentioned this on the show on the last episode, but we're going to come up with um, a few more things, um, you know, for the Patreon. I guess it's good to say this now because people that are on the fence about it, they'll know the kind, kind of things that we're going to be offering there. So 
one of the things we're going to do, and these levels are all the same amount except double features. But the one that's there now that is pick a pick one re feature review. It's going to be the same thing. We're also going to offer another thing for the same price because we decided that we love talking about slashers. We love talking about found footage movies. So why not put the slashers on there on our list that we have never talked about and that aren't franchise movies and the found footage movies from my list that, that you know, Christian watched a lot of them and found footage one, that, that, that list that I have, those are two lists and then a double feature. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you about the slasher list. These are all movies that made either me or B or C. Our slasher list in our top 50 when we did our top 50, episode 50, that we've never talked about before and are not franchise movies. So I'm going to just say real quick what they are. Killer Movie, Hide and Go Shriek, Killer Workout, Final Exam, The Dentist, Shredder, House on Sorority Row, Hatchet, Girl House, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, Black Christmas, Intruder, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Maniac Remake, Girls' Night Out, Curtains, Taurus Trap, Night School, Bad Dreams, House of Wax, Identity, Fatal Games, Nightmare Beach, The Dorn That Drip Blood, Eyes of a Stranger, The Initiation, Laid to Rest, and Curtains. Those are all movies that we've never given a full uh, review. He said yeah. Curtains twice. I said Curtains twice? Two Curtains. I, nice. I must love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe I will. Meat. meat. Roast beef. Meat, yeah. Meat curtains. <laughs> beef curtains and meat curtains, as yeah. they've been called. Right. So, and, roast beef, and roast beef curtains. You never heard roast beef curtains? <laughs> Only yeah. when I go to Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be in a list. You have Arby's that's going to be a list. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. Arby's. Arby's. You know why they call it Arby's, right? Because we got the meats. No? Come on. Anybody know why they call it Arby's? Because it okay, like because... an ad for Hustler magazine? No. No, it does not. <laughs> no. Because roast beef. R-B. Uh. Boom. The more you know. Yes, Arby's. Okay, so. <laughs> Christian, you could take that out and post, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. The last half hour. <laughs> What's this going to be like? What happened to my letter? <laughs> that would be the best. I'm going to edit it right the fuck out. Imagine that. <laughs> just, uh, just us talking about it after, not, not the letter being read. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? <laughs> fuck! Yeah, so we got a letter from Watson. We're not going to read it, though. We're just going to talk about it. Perfect. I'll edit that part in. There you go, buddy. Okay, and now the found for the famous Sorry. Dave Z found footage challenge list. All these movies are going to be on the list. We've never done a review of them. Get ready. Listen, here's what we got. Man Bites Dog, Alien Abduction, Incident in Lake County, The Last Broadcast, Norai the Curse, Alone with Her, The Poughkeepsie Tapes, Lake Mungo, Home Movies, Wreck 2, The Last Exorcism, Atrocious, Troll Hunter, The Tunnel, Megan is Missing, 388 Arletta Avenue, The Bay, Crow's Nest, The Conspiracy, Amber Alert, Devil's Pass, Afflicted, The Den, Exists, Alien Abduction, Inner Demons, The Taking of Deborah Logan, As Above, So Below, The Possession of Michael King, Creep, What We Do in the Shadows, House with 100 Eyes, The Visit, Nightlight, The Triangle, Winner's Tape All, Savage Land, Found Footage 3D, Butterfly Kisses, A Record of Sweet Murder. They will all be eligible to be picked for a feature review. So there you have it. We kind of talked about the double features. We didn't finalize them, but this is what we have so far. Um, the Shining and Dr. Sleep, 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, It Chapter 1 and 2, Get Out and Us, Tales from the Crypt and the Vault of Horror, and Demons and Demons 2. And if any of these guys can come up with one off the cuff right now, that'll go on, but that's what we have so far. But those are double features. There you have it. No, no, I know it's it's not so easy, and um, we're gonna and the ones we have now, 
that are on the page. We have the uh, pick the trilogy. Sometimes it's a quadrilogy, but we're going to add uh, Conjuring 1 to 3 when the new Conjuring comes out. And we have got to do Prom Night 1 to 4. We've never, I can't believe yes. with the infamy of Prom Night 4, oh, we've God. never put that on the list, but it's got to be given Guaranteed, Brandon's going to love it. I might. You know, I, I hope know. somebody. I hope somebody takes us up on It'll that. It'll be one. a seven for you. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more thing we're gonna do is gonna be another one. Pick one movie from the list. I myself am gonna come up with ten movies. Any ten movies that are horror movies that I've that I want to review and never have. And so is B. And so is C. And it's gonna be a, a big pile of thirty movies, and you can pick one from that. So that's what it's going to be. There's gonna be lots of different things out there. It's gonna be a lot to choose from. And a lot of fun. So that's what the future holds. So there you go. That does that sound good? Sounds excellent. Okay, so, so nobody's busy. mad. It, yeah, but only so much is gonna happen. But okay, but it's gonna be three episodes a month. So basically, the bonus episode might just end up being a review episode where we review two movies. So be it. We'll see. Hey, or maybe we'll maybe we'll have a higher too. maybe we'll have a higher patronage that says, "Here, do this and don't do any reviews on this show. I just want a bullshit show." How about that? Bullshit. That'd be excellent. That'd be cool. We've, we've given them 99. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Let's say we review a movie, then we'll come back and play around some more, and then we'll do another movie in, in Jet. Let's Sounds do it. great. All right, let's do it. B? All right, let's start with 1980's Just to Kill, written and directed by Brian De Palma. A mysterious blonde woman kills one of us. I can't... What? Oh, okay. No, never mind. A mysterious blonde woman kills one of a psychiatrist's patients and then goes after the high-class call girl who witnessed the murder. It just said, when I, when I read A Mysterious Blonde Woman, I was like, wait, what mysterious blonde woman? What? What, is, what do you mean? They're, they're, the whole movie, they're trying to find out who it is. What mysterious blonde woman? You know what? Okay, let me say, after you've seen this movie once, I feel like upon rewatches... It, it, the gimmick doesn't work as well, and I find for a movie that's, you know, Brian De Palma shot so well, acted well, I feel like there's something missing because it, it's structured weird. It feels like it drags from start to finish, and especially in the second and third act. See, I don't see that at all. Uh, I do agree now, though, that maybe this shouldn't have been on my slasher list unless it brought it to people's attention that hadn't sought out the film before then i'm glad it was on my list but it's not a slasher film even though it does have that nice slashing there should have been at least another kill in it uh to to elevate it uh at least another gory kill anyway to elevate it because uh that nurse's strangulation you can kind of i guess count as a kill but it is definitely more jalo it's like an american yeah. jalo. thank you that's what i told you, you did. when i watched it because this is the second time i've seen it shortly after we did the slasher show Remember I said, I go, there's a couple movies I want to watch that made your guys list, so I want to see. Especially Dressed to Kill because it was so high. So I watched it, and I think when we came back from a break, I did it as a triple R. I did say something. All I know is that I watched it during a month off, and I came back, and that, those were my words exactly. I go, to me, it seemed more like a, like a jowl than anything. And, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, the, only, that. the only slasher part was the end sequence when you get the POV and the girls in the shower and that. There was a little bit slashery, but the rest... But still, I mean, maybe you did. I mean, you made me watch it. I feel like, you know, with its nods to Psycho and stuff, if people want to call it slasher, fine. But I feel like it's a nod to films that came before it and a nod to films that came after it, even looking True. back on it now. And all the films that I compare it to are, are just slightly better films. 
You know, yeah. it has a it has a don't look now, silence of the lambs, psycho, you know, type feel to it at, at times with certain aspects of it. And uh, I don't know, it just. I know. I, I absolutely love bit. this movie. I love the way he films it, but this could actually be what people don't like about the film as well, because it's very melodramatic, cinematic in the sense of if the whole thing. This movie does numerous scenes that are the whole pig's blood scene in Carrie, where yeah. it's like he just plays with time. So things that would happen in a millisecond take like ten plus seconds of scream time almost which uh, gets drawn out i love that but not everybody's gonna dig it you know the elevator scene to me i think was his trying to trying to kind of emulate psycho shower scene and uh obviously not copying it but that was sort of like the the template if you will uh but he also apes his own carry sequence with that whole it's just a little i love i like I don't want to say love. I really like the elevator scene. There's just something a little awkward about it, especially when um, uh, what's her name? When, when Nancy Liz, Liz, yeah, Liz, Nancy uh, Allen's character comes Nancy in. There's just something awkward about about the way she reaches for Kate and and, and oh just the, the, the t- yeah. It's just a <laughs> little. It's I don't know. It's really good and I like it. It's uh, it's got a very deep red aspect aspect of it. Seeing the killer's reflection in the. Uh, in the mirror there. So it's, it's really cool. And again, referencing a lot of movies that I love, I just feel like there were just some scenes that were a little sloppy, but I love the opening scene itself. And of course the music, you know, Pino, Pino did a great job again. I love his music. I really do. I think it really fits every scene. He scores, he scores every moment of this film. It's so funny that you, that's one of the take of, I I love the music too. I could see that being another complaint with people because it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily match at the beginning. You're like, are we watching a horror film at first? But then when the horror music kind of kicks in, it's definitely but that, more. But that, but that was what that was what was perfect about that opening scene. That this beautiful sort of um, sexual fantasy transitioning into just like this ugly, you know, quick uh, wham bam, thank you man type sex of and the horror of it and and the and the, the depth of Kate's character was I, I thought really. Uh, really deep and i really liked uh angie dickinson and you know i get killing her off you know halfway into the movie even earlier is you know a a shock and you know and not to psycho but i almost wish she was still alive in the film (laughs) no i i love that part i do love like there's a lot of the foreshadowing which i've actually come over the years i find that this is not necessarily brian de palma's most subtle film now maybe i'm i'm contradicting myself because of his cinematic sort of melodrama maybe it doesn't necessarily allow for subtlety like you know the straight razor him shaving with the straight razor i don't know maybe back in 1980 more people shaved with a straight razor the only time i've used a straight razor i've never used a straight razor going to the barber and they've done like the you know the trimming around the ear and around your neck that's the only time i've had a straight razor on me yeah. Other than when I loved it as a weapon and I put it in one of my movies as, because I, I had to, to use it. But where I'm going with it is him shaving with the straight razor as a foreshadowing of how she gets killed. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael Caine's doctor character catching, scaring himself in his reflection, turning, catching his reflection in the mirror, saying, I love my wife and, and everything else. Sort of showing that doppelganger. There's two sides to him. Uh, like, again, really cool when you're in film school and everything. Not necessarily the most subtle way to present things after, you know, Psycho came out 20 years earlier and there's been, you know, 
other movies in between and, and there thereafter. So it's the movie necessarily doesn't hasn't aged necessarily very well, but it still works for whatever reason for me. And I think that's because no, I'm a it does. De Palma it does. fan. That that mirror scene that, with the mirror on the desk is really cool because it also looks like it's going to be a picture of his wife. Yeah. So you think because he's talking about you know he loves his wife he loves his family and you think that's going to be a picture of his family but there's there's no picture on his desk. Yeah. It's just the reflection, like you said, which is just open to so much interpretation. Bobby and the killer, like there's so much good shit here. Uh, the the killer's voice on a board, your straight razor and. And, and and everything else. There's so so many good things. The kid from Christine that we just reviewed, his performance of, of of hooking up with the call girl, I thought was a a cool little team. And how they go after it. And the whole subway sequence was great with the combination of her getting attacked and and the head fake with the other blonde. And you're like, wait a second, how can they be intercutting? This between... bitch is bothering me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all over here, but like, you you get the head fake of wait a second. If you if you've watched the movie and you know the twist, but you haven't watched it in a long time, and you're like, well, wait a second, it, they just fucked up. Because if you know what, where we're going with the twist, obviously the way they've cut the movie, it wouldn't have necessarily worked until you find out that a certain detective that's been trailing her is also very reminiscent of of another so there are some good things that they've played around with here uh dennis is it dennis franz yeah yeah <laughs> he's great I was thinking of, <laughs> when i saw him i was thinking of uh when he, when he was in psycho three or pardon me in psycho two and i was expecting him to say you're a psychiatrist huh yeah and he's like your patients ended up dead murdered yeah. by you you loony <laughs> <laughs> Because well, he had that same kind of in, in blowout and dress to kill in Psycho Two, it was always kind of that like rough around the edges kind of copy esque slum hotel manager. <laughs> Slash slum hotel. Before I say anything about the film, I I almost just shit myself because. Uh, Did you get I, another I, email from Watson? I, no, not an email. But it, it, listen to what I did. I wanted to give props to the person that picked the movie for us. So I, I, I forgot to write it down like I always do. I usually write it down. It's in, right in my review. But this time I had to go to the Patreon messages. So I went to the Patreon messages. And first and foremost, it's Jonathan Newcomer. This is his first one he's ever picked for us. So thank you. Um, <laughs> but, but that aside, uh, I thought that I fucked up. And that we were supposed to be talking about Don't Look Now. Even though we've already done Don't Look Now. But this is what... I always confuse these two movies because of the title, I guess. But he asked us about, you know, I'd like you to review, uh, you know, Dress to Kill. So now I messaged him back March the 6th, a week ago now. And I said, don't know if you listened to the new show, but we read your email on the show. Because he, he was asking. and I, I, We addressed that we would be doing it now. And I said, and then I wrote... We will definitely be covering Don't Look Now on the next show. <laughs> Thank you. And then he said, awesome, looking forward to it. So now here I am, and I just open it up, and those are the last two messages I see. And I thought, literally thought that, that he picked Don't Look Now. And then I'm like, wait, we've already done this. And then I'm thinking, so now we've, we've watched a movie we're not supposed to watch and review. One of two bad things might have happened. So either way, it's okay. I just called it Don't Look Now, and he didn't catch on to it. So maybe he confuses it, because I 
for some reason, Dress to Kill, Don't Look Now. Or maybe he called it Dress to Kill and it's meant to Don't Look Now. Or maybe he just thinks you're a total asshole. Oh, thanks. I'm going to review Don't Look Now, not my movie. Great. Thanks, buddy. Oh, fuck. Oh, I, I just freaking gave myself a heart attack. I, I thought I completely dropped the ball here. Dude, I like, you know what? Like, I, I think it's a great ploy, you know, killing off a main character in a film like that early on, you know, early in the film. But I really liked Angie Dickinson's character. I liked her interactions with Peter, that whole conversation in the room talking about how Napoleon baked for relaxation and stuff like that. I thought that was hilarious. I loved that. And didn't it sound like he was, like, making just a massive amount of popcorn when she walked into his room? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna sip all I night. Love, I love like uh, the computers and technology in the in those early movies. It's always just blinking lights. Like, what are you doing? Well, like they go from they they have this nice introduction, then they go for that whole museum sequence. I love that sequence. It is a great sequence. It is. And a great sequence. I love when you see Bobby there watching her. On the street, when she takes the glove, and the, but you, when the camera yeah. pans by, it zooms right by Bobby, and yeah, then, it's great. And then you're there, like I mean, maybe you. It's pretty overt, but maybe it's overt because I've seen the movie so many times. Maybe if you watch it for the first time, you wouldn't necessarily see Bobby in that one scene. You just see the glove be taken away. But I love the scene in the car when they when they start fucking. The only shot I don't like, which is like, it, it is a Brian De Palma ism, is where when he does the POV of her going. And then, and then falling into the seat, and it's the po- her point of view. I thought that was a Ooh. little too much. That like, was very Get Out. I thought she was going to sink into the uh, what's it called in Get Out? The sunken place. <laughs> yeah, good job. I almost <laughs> called it the further. I get confused but, with all oh the boy. fucking places. But it's so no, it's like so really cool. Yeah, I like I love the way shot. Just that one shot stands out as a little a little overkill. No, me. but it's real. Again, it's very uh, fantasy like contrasted with the end of the sequence at the hotel room where she discovers that he's a womanizer who's given looks like a dozen women's names are on the list given a dozen women vd so it's it has that contrast to the opening scene and you really feel for this character that that this is a major issue for her you know the 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 passion and and the sex life well she got yeah i mean thank you ma'am which was great like you said yeah and then yeah uh, (laughs) so she wanted she wanted something more and she got more I feel bad for her because I do too. That's where the misogyny comes in because he's been the Palma gets hit a lot, like with like same with Hitchcock that he was a misogynist. So she's been punished for wanting to have a you know to to explore sexual fantasy and and to have uh, some sort of romantic fling. She's been ultimately punished first with a VD and ultimately with death. But I got to admit the explanation for why the killings take place in the end, it is pretty, you know, it's pretty simple, but brilliant, I think. It's well, psycho. It's, it's psycho, exactly. It, it, this is his psycho more than, yep. more than anything. Like, I mean, there, he's done it a couple of times. He's aped Shakespeare, Hitchcock, a few times. <laughs> and this was definitely his biggest nod to psycho. Did and, you say Shakespeare? Yeah, I was about to say Shakespeare. <laughs> and then I'm like, Hitchcock, I don't know how that, but anyway. That's it, uh, Shakespeare double Shakespeare double feature. Next show. <laughs> nice. Even the terminology was the same because he said when he got ar- he got aroused, the other side took over. Same shit, almost word for word, that was said in, in the uh, the the epilogue. Yeah, epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Epilogue. Okay, sorry. The epilogue in Psycho. Same thing. And that is kind of my beef with the movie is that a lot of it, a lot of it comes from other De Palma work or other Hitchcock work. However, 
I still think it's it, the way it's filmed is great. I love the uh, the score. The, the plot was good. Everything was it clicked along just fine. But the only reason I can only give it such a rating that I give it is because some of it was just too damn familiar, and that's my only beef. But even the beginning, as great as it was, doesn't it just remind you of Carrie? Same type of opening. What's a dream, the music, dream sequence? The, the filter. Slow, that's the end. The end is the dream, which well, he did no. twice. But he's got the filter look that he oh, that okay. kind of that kind of is throughout the whole picture. True, and a woman in the shower taking yeah. a shower. Same thing. It's the opening of Carrie. It goes in slow. That type of music that's playing, and then seeing someone take a shower. So right off the bat, I think of Carrie, not because of De Palma. I just think of Carrie because that's what it reminds me of. So right off the bat, I'm making a comparison, which is fine. So let me ask you: When she's masturbating in the shower, is that a dream or is that real? Because well, all of a sudden, see, okay. So here, here, this is my take on uh, on it because. Uh, some people could say like the end is just a dream and a story. Why would you think anything different? She wakes up and nothing's wrong and everything's done. I, I look at it like this. I think part of the opening is reality or her fantasy in her head uh, uh, while she's getting wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or whatever like that. Uh, but no, no sort of sexual um, like gratification. So it turns into this sort of like attack, which is, uh, which is a great sort of scare scene for the audience, but I think it's is taking her fantasy into something that looked like in a dark place. Uh, and then the end. So I think there, there's a part of it. That's a dream there as well as where I'm going with it. The end, which is a whole setup that is one big long scene that ends up being revealed as a dream. I almost take like maybe could have happened. Like maybe Bobby did escape from, uh, from that's the, so weak though. That I get whatever so? happened. How is it not weak? Now, first of all, you see it play out, and that's 100% carry to the point of the arms coming up. Okay, so I'm okay. Now, if you're in a mental hospital like that, they're not going to send one nurse all unsecured around all those people in a situation like that, because that would happen all the time. She'd be attacked. These are loonies, because it'll happen. You know, they, so you said it is just a dream, which is fine. That's it how they present it. It's a fucking dream because if not, it's ridiculously stupid. That, no, it's, uh, it's that's going to that, that end is a dream. That ends and they're all going to be cheering it on up there, right above, and it's going to be two floors worth. They're all going to be going. They're all going to happen to be there. He's he's going to come up that way and do that and snap her neck that quick. All of it seemed. If when I was watching it, I remembered the twist. But I didn't remember anything that happened after the end. So when that happened, I'm like, this better not be real because you've taken a good movie and and turned it into a freaking a dumb well, slasher. Then that will be the other big big problem most people have is that it, the last ten minutes is one big fucking dream. It's it's a lot of after effects stuff like Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which it may have been better without. Then you get that explanation, which is fine. It's just like Psycho, whatever. But then when you get Nancy Allen's character at the restaurant talking to him and having that conversation and describing it, and that one lady looking over, it was. I guess it was okay, but I mean, it was a little bit unnecessary. And then that thing at the end. But I do that sequence is so good at the end with her in the shower, like a like a slasher sequence, like I said with a POV and coming in. That that shit's good. So I like that. It's it's good, but it's silly that to even take it seriously because no killer would stand that close with their legs showing like that. And also, as much as I like Nancy Allen in this, and another nod to Carrie, she's on the phone with her friend Norma. Hi, Norma. Oh, you're right, Norma. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, but uh, Norma Bates. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Another thing. Well, look, look. I'll defend. I'll defend the psycho ending because at least the, the relationship between uh, Bobby and, and 
this other character is is different from you know Norman and Mother. It, it it's it's different enough and intriguing enough and not developed enough as 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 much as I would have liked. That's but, true. Uh, but let me interrupt you really quick and say that I, I guarantee if okay, I showed uh, this movie uh, to my wife who's never seen it and has seen Psycho plenty of times, during that scene at the end, she's going to say, oh, so this is just like Psycho. I guarantee that she would I say I don't it. think that's a bad thing, though, to say. Like, I mean, I know you're kind of taking points, and I'm, it's kind of what I said earlier when I'm saying I'm comparing the feel of the movie to other movies that are slightly better, and yeah, Psycho's one of them. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to say, oh, it's like Psycho, it's like Carrie, it's like, uh, you know, it has a don't-look-now feel, it's got some... Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. Sounds I'm saying so some, sometimes when it's too familiar, it kind of it kind of loses points for me for originality in this type of movie when it all hinges on just that. Like in Pin, in Pin, it's more subtle. Like I said, it's it, it, it's a, it, it's a similar thing to Psycho, but it's done in a different way. It's not changing up the sex. It's a different take on it. That's what Pin is. And Pin's and like extremely subtle. Pin's and like Friday the Thirteenth is like a reverse cycle. Psycho, but it's a little bit subtle. You don't really, no one watches those two movies and says, oh, that's like Psycho. Not the casual viewer, maybe us for a podcast, but I think a lot of people watching Dress to Kill that have had their share of seeing Psycho are just going to make that general comment. Just like what I said with Hereditary being too familiar with Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, how a lot of that was beat by beat. Not a lot of people are going to catch on that, but it didn't me. And it actually hindered my experience just a little bit with Hereditary when I saw it. It's just like, well, there's so this movie is so smart in every other way. I wish that they would have steered it just in a little so, bit of a different direction here. I and I I totally understand that and could totally buy it. But again, this is when cinematic experience overtakes story or narrative. And I so I could take familiar. I could take been there, done that. If it's been, if it's being presented to me in a real cool package as well, and I think there's enough that he does on his own to make it his thumbprint, and uh, from from a story structure, and again, of course, from the cinematic look, that that's where I can separate it. And I'm like, no, I love this movie because of the way it's presented to me. I agree with you. I just can't give it a 10 out of 10 because of that. Absolutely. You know, I don't I, that's all I'm saying. I, 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 can't, don't I can't give it like, anything close to a 10 out of 10 because I, even though a film can look a 10 out of 10 and be presented a 10 out of 10 way, I'm a story sucker. And for me, the read a book. Liz's, Liz's character is nowhere near as intriguing as Kate's. Kate's dynamic, her <sighs> sexual tension, the story they present with her in such a short period of time before they get rid of her, and her... Um, her interactions with, with Dr. Elliot and uh, where they go with the Bobby character in relation to what Kate characters represents is so much more intriguing that Liz's character really, I'm not saying you don't care about her, you care about her. She's, you know, she's a prostitute, but she's, she's, you know, clearly just doing what she needs to do to, to survive. But it, it, it would have been so much more powerful had this showdown stuck with Kate and, and Bobby throughout the whole film. I okay. just, I just was not on board with with Liz's character. So the second half I of the film that. just completely drops off for me. I will be objective and say that I get that because she is a more interesting character. I was on board because I'm borderline in love with Nancy Allen. Oh, I and love her. She, she, and she looks fantastic, stunning. and she's great. Yeah, she I, still does. You know, she's seventy years old now, and I, I saw her when Carrie. When the Carrie was reissued a couple years ago by Scream or somebody, I have it, whichever one it was. It was a new reissue of Carrie, and it had new interviews. 
And at the time, like, you know, she's like 68 or something. I'm like, wow, is this woman still looks beautiful. I mean, I, yeah. So, I mean, oh. Nancy Allen, I just like looking at her and I like the character. I mean, I'm, I'm not just going to be complete base anything on looks, but I'm saying the fact that I'm kind of in love with her and I do sympathize with the character because she's, yes, she is, is a hooker, but she's not an idiot. She knows what she's yeah, doing she's, and, and she takes it upon herself to, uh, stocks. To, <laughs> to, to buy stocks. But I mean, it's kind of like the regular guy in like an Argeno um, Jello, where all of a sudden he's thrust into this. The, the most unlikeliest of people is thrust into interactive mode. You know what I mean? I like that we're following her people, and she says it a couple of times. Like she, she thinks, "Oh, they're, you're looking at me this way because I'm just some hooker and whatever." And, and you know damn well I didn't kill anybody. I mean, come on. But I'm gonna go above and beyond to save my ass and, and to, and, you know, she uses her brains. She even using her body, which of course is brilliant at the end when she goes to see the psychiatrist and she does that whole seduction thing. I mean, that's that's what you would do. And then. You see, my God, I mean, it was it was even hard for him to turn it down. And he kept saying, now, do you think he's actually married or this is a facade? A facade, I think. I think. Uh, without a doubt. No family. Yeah. But if, no he's family. Such a, if he's such a loony, why would that why would his psychiatrist allow him to be free? So obviously the, the loony part of it has only sort of escalated or, or started uh, as a, a sexual frustration. Uh, that, it's. He's broken. He's sort of split at this point. I think it should have opened with another murder. I think it should have opened with another murder instead of necessarily jumping right into to um, um, Angie Dickinson's shower sequence. Personally, I think it would have uh, benefited from that opening hook, then into that sequence to introduce her. I think that would have may may have been a better, uh, better sell. I agree. No, I agree with you. And let me ask you a question. Who would be given notification that they have VD by mail? I realize this is 1980, but if you got VD, isn't that something you should jump in? I wouldn't the doctor call you and say, hey, this is the clinic. You have herpes. Let's get on it. Cinematic, man. You got to let your brain go. This is cinematic. That was also like where he listed all the women he's been with so they can contact. So it looked like it was like maybe like a copy of a sheet he provided to. They didn't have privacy. it, it, no, yeah. but did you see it? It was it was said you have a venereal disease. The explanation it's point next to it. Right, it was yeah. a notification. Uh, yeah, but I mean? it also had the names of all the women on there, so it was like a response thing. I I didn't buy okay. I didn't buy much into it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like as much as I like Nancy Allen, I feel like it's a it's probably an easier comparison. Bobby's you know torment versus you know Liz's uh, just sort of casual uh nature towards sex but i feel like the uh the struggle of kate's uh sexual fantasies and stuff versus bobby's desires would have played out in a much richer deeper way you know because it it ended up being nothing it ended up her character could 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 have just been laurie stroh well not laurie stroh because she's pure just laurie it could have been anybody the fact that she's repressed sexually and all that stuff really didn't have anything to do with anything else that happened to her. She could have been going to the psychiatrist to quit smoking or because exactly. her husband cheated. Exactly. The yeah. only thing it tied into, honestly, is that is why she wanted uh, affection or attention so bad from that stranger at the museum and hopped into bed with him so quick. So I guess that's kind of her motivation, but whatever. She could have found out that he was cheating by a phone call or something and said, well, fuck him. I'm going to go cheat with the first good-looking guy I see, yeah. too. So all that stuff didn't have to necessarily be there. It looks like it would be, but then again be, Maybe that's the brilliance of the switch. 
Maybe he's luring us in saying, this is your main character. She has all this going on. We're going to give you a character. This is who you're going to focus on. And then, aha, I'm going to give you the fucking psycho switch. You know what I mean? And kill her off. Maybe he wanted you to, to love her so much so you never would have thought that when Absolutely. she did get killed. Absolutely. Say, that, that, that's it. Make but you, you're, kind of, you're kind of like, what are you doing? Why are you going with that guy? And, and whatever. But you've understood it based on the quick setup. Like They don't really give any, any backstory to the guy she's with. Like he's like he's shaving. Right. Nothing. He's, he he pumps him, pumps her, goes <laughs> turns over, and it picks up the kid at the police station and kind of walks out. Yeah, but, it's one hundred like percent her. It's one hundred percent her. It's it's her. her, but that's what's good. Like Marion Crane was a very, we cared about her character, and she had all this baggage, literally yeah. and figuratively. We had Marion Crane, you know, and then when after she gets killed, anybody else that comes in the picture. Guess what? We we don't care. I mean, you know what I mean? Then all then we're following Norman. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. Yeah, but there's a, there was that's... a deep. There was already an established relationship though between Kate and um and you know Doctor Robert and there's you know sort of like there's tension there and and then you know learning about Bobby and and, uh, and Bobby's story. There's just there's too much similarities that I feel like. Could have been explored and uh, too many themes that were rich that could have been played out. Not that they weren't played out okay with with Liz's character. It just seemed like the easier, um, the easy way out to go with. Oh, well, we're just going to have a character who's a, who's a prostitute who's having sex willy nilly and is a beautiful woman. And you know, whereas Angie Dickinson is a beautiful woman, but she's almost like she doesn't realize it because she's so like frustrated. She doesn't feel like she's getting the 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 attention as 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 you know as as she wants you know just feels like she's being treated almost like you know well, what, just a piece of I, meat I don't know I, I I know what you're saying I don't think I never I didn't have a problem with it my my little little issues are just like the the little cinematic ones that I I've made mention of there's another one she takes off her glove to showcase her ring right the guy right. sees the ring takes off and then she looks down and I was like oh no oh wasn't that what you're trying to do? Like, oh, you're not really interested in me, or you're you're being a jerk. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with you a little bit. I'm gonna take my glove off to show my ring and show. Oh, that I I'm disagree. Married. No, she okay. didn't do that. Hold on, she didn't do that. She dropped the glove. Exactly. Yes, maybe it happened to be the ring, and I don't know if that was meant to be. But the her whole thing was I'm gonna drop the glove and walk exactly. away and exactly. see if he picks it up and tries to bring it over to me because I want to make. You know, I want to talk to this guy. Okay, and then, you're right. You're right. But I thought they made they, her hand moves like she was almost positioning her ring there. But you're right. It was that the glove fell. It, now, it was her correct. recognizing, yeah. oh, shit, he saw my ring. Maybe he's turned off by that or well, he's that, not going to make him cool because well, that's, of that. No, I know that that's what happened. I just said, well, I almost thought that she was wanting to make him jealous. But now I realize, no, no, I read it wrong. It's what you guys said, that she was dropping the glove to have him hopefully pick it up and say, hey, you dropped this to engage in conversation. Right. Okay. Here's what I don't understand. How come later on, when he does have, he puts her glove on, and he finally does make contact with her, puts his hand on her shoulder, she turns around, and she balks, and she goes away. And I'm thinking, well, how did you not know that was your glove? You looked right at the fucking thing. And then you walked away, and then she's like, oh, I made a mistake. That was the guy with the glove. Why did I run away that, like that's that? That's it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's almost weird. perfect, except there's like those weirdness. Like, the fact that he's wearing the glove is weird, first off. Yeah, like sure. I think I think he could have just grabbed her, but I guess he was cinematically trying to tell so much without saying any words whatsoever, no dialogue exchange whatsoever, and then so he grabs her. I think she was freaked out by someone grabbing her, and then walked, stormed off, and then he was like, "Hey, what? What the hell?" And then and then she remembers that. Oh wait, that was the glove. That was my glove. 
And then yeah, it just seemed weird. Yeah, like, you're right. It was weird. I I had the exact same reaction. The last two times I've watched this movie, I was like, that's a little odd. Yeah. And how come that woman screamed? The the cleaning lady in the apartment complex. Because Nancy Allen's she... standing there with a the, with a switchblade, and it's a it's a very weird. But that shot doesn't mean anything. Thing. I could be standing here with a switchblade. You wouldn't scream. Well, it's bloody. Oh, if you didn't you see, see the, the blood. I didn't the door you. was just closing. I think she saw it, and Nancy's standing there, and she then the scream came. Well, there's I think nothing she to saw scream the, about. The dead body's no. in the fucking thing. She can't see it. The way that the shot was was filmed, the door was already closed. So if this woman's looking, all she's gonna see is Nancy Elling standing there looking in the direction of the elevator with a switchblade. She doesn't see a murder. She doesn't see blood. She seems nothing. I don't like the way that was shot. She should have at least maybe screamed while the person's arm fell out and there was blood coming out. And then there's a reason to scream. She literally just screams because Nancy Elling's standing there with a switchblade. Like, yeah, come on. That, that's a nitpick in my opinion. I, I, no big issue with that. It's not an uh, issue. I, 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 I agree with Dave. I, t- I think the whole elevator sequence is, is very clunky. A little bit just because of that. I just find it funny. Just like that woman in Halloween 2 who gets fucking Octavia Spencer who screams a minute later. It's out of place. It doesn't make sense. But that's why it's funny. I find humor in it. <laughs> in this movie, I'm just like, hmm, I, I wish that she would have seen more to elicit that type of reaction. That's all I was getting at. But I would have also liked in the end... For the reveal to be a little bit better, they get the actual name of the last client, this Chris Clemens. Great, great job by using a name like Chris. Can go either way, man or male or female. And they should have showed up at, at Chris Clemens' place. And it should have been a reveal then and there. And that's where the showdown should have taken place. It was too quick. I thought Chris long- Clemens was going to be the psychiatrist's name because I didn't know what his name was because that would have kind of made a little bit of sense. Mm. Cause I'm like, why would it say this, Chris Clemens? I'm like, oh, maybe that's the psychiatrist that he sees, you know. And, and I don't disagree with you, Brandon. And maybe I've just watched this movie so much that I was just there for the cinematic ride. I was trying to watch it, you know, with fresh eyes for the for the podcast. But I could I could see that wanting a bigger a bigger finish or a bigger lead into the finish. Yeah. And yeah. why wouldn't Ted be an official witness if this really happened in real life? He would be able to be talked to by police. If they know that she's saying that this man saw a murder, saw a dead body and ran off, doesn't that kind of give detectives a right to contact Ted and say, hey, we'd like you to come in and talk about what you saw at that elevator? Yeah, but who knows? Don't maybe they tried, to, maybe, maybe they tried to, to find Ted but couldn't find him. I don't know. They didn't act like they wanted Nancy to do it. They were like, no, okay, I know. Go. I know. It's, I know. I agree. I'm not disagreeing. Okay, and why, <laughs> this is just funny, how come once his name had his own shit labeled? <laughs> his tape recorder, it said, it was like he had one of those machines, kind of like uh, what's-his-name did in Nightmare um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Remember, it said Glenn on his fucking, on his headset and his Man, role. you guys don't he watch had, Brian De Palma movies a lot then. This is a, a Brian De Palma, like he does this over and over again. That's a Brian De Palmaism, I think. Isn't that funny though? He had his own tape recorder labeled "record mic" with a fucking—it's his own thing. Why would he like? He's a dummy. Because that's for <laughs> us, the viewer, the audience. That he and he doesn't and and the and De Palma's cinematically trying to tell us because he thinks we're uh, not we're idiots, but the general public are. Which, in the light of what's happening right now, uh, what forty years later, we are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, think it's funny in this day and age. I just think it's fucking funny. toilet paper. Yeah, this is true. Sorry. It's, it's ridiculous. How about that guy Cleveland? Did you guys realize who it was? 
fucking yeah it's christmas evil i texted you guys yeah you did. did you see my text i said christmas evil and then no. two seconds later jeff from fucking friday too jeff i didn't get that text those are my notes here though when did you text me that like when i watched the movie like uh what five days ago oh i somehow didn't even see it i must have been at the hotel because of work and not even i said christmas evil's in this okay because those are my tech notes yep christmas evil and a minute later jeff from part two amazing yeah and and you know of course i got to throw in that's fiona apple's father <laughs> not not ted from part two christmas evil <laughs> not ted from yeah, kind of. I'll tell you one thing. I really liked the split screenshot with uh, when they were watching the TV show about the transvestites or the transsexuals. Pardon me. The way that was filmed, all the stuff was was shot really good. From a technical standpoint, the story was fine. Everything was good. My the nitpicks I have are just small things. You know what I mean? It's not it's not hurting the movie that badly. It's the same rating I gave it the last time, the the first time I saw it. For me, it's eight out of ten. Yeah. Well, and I didn't change my rating either. From the slasher show, uh, which is nine out of ten. Yeah, I uh, yeah. No, this was this was uh, first time watching it in a long time, and uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of a lot of issues with it. I just saw I saw a better movie in there, and I just felt like once once a main kill happens very early in the film, it just kind of drags from that point on, and I wasn't as engaged as I remember being in the past. I. I I'm at a seven out of ten. Oh wow, seven! Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not that early in the film. I think it's a good 40, 35, 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like th- this this switcheroo kind of kind of hurt it. Not because Nancy Allen was bad, and just because they, they really established a lot with uh, with Angie Dickinson's character, where it it should have it should have played out with with her. Fair enough. I think I'm okay with the way I I said. They did it for a reason, but I could see that you were, you could feel that way just as well. So cool, a seven, an eight, and a nine. Interesting. Then, Do you notice yeah. when she get, when she gave Peter more Coca Cola, she picked up the glass and it was full. <laughs> I what? Didn't that. No. Yeah, she's like, you want more Coke? He's like, yeah. He, she picked up the glass and it was full of Coke, and then she poured, <laughs> poured, and it was still full of Coke. <laughs> oh jeez, I, I, I just feel this. bad. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. See. I, I just said I brought this up in another episode one time. That uh, they used a body double for Angie Dickinson in the shower because she was oh, older, so they used a body yeah. double, and there was a lot of critical backlash. So Brian De Palma, uh, after he did Blowout, which was his next film, he did uh, bo- uh, he titled his next movie Body Double. Oh, as a wow! Response. Yeah, that's why, huh? That's pretty <laughs> cool. Wow, Body Double. What year did that come out? Uh, is it eighty two? Eighty two. Okay, 82. all right. Eighty four. Sorry, eighty four. I apologize. 84, see, that makes sense to me. Because I always associate the movies Body Double and FX. And I'm going to guess that the movie FX also came out in 84 or 85. Don't know for sure. But this goes back to a story, a day that I'll never forget. And I don't know why, but I guess I do know why, because it was very unusual. I went to Rite Aid back in the days when they were running VHSs. And I waited all day long for someone to return a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, even though I never saw Part 1. Because I really wanted to see Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And I went to this Rite Aid, and I hung out there all day long, and I was playing a Commodore that they had on display and this and that. But the posters I remember seeing in that store in the movie section were Body Double and FX. And I always associate those two movies with that particular day and me waiting for someone to return a VHS of Nightmare 2. Very strange, but 
just a day I I remember. Funny memory. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting day. Yeah, I was so excited. Hilarious. Hilarious, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> but here, this is the thing. I, I could you imagine dreaming, having a dream, and in the dream you're masturbating? How pathetic would that be? I mean, I masturbate now. That that in itself, when I dream, I dream about having sex. I don't dream about masturbating. Imagine that that's your dream. In the dream, you're actually masturbating. That'd well, be sad, also, wouldn't it? It also became sort of a rape fantasy, almost, like uh, being attacked. Yeah. Maybe that's why she hooked up with that guy that way. It was kind of quick, and she was like, yeah, she went with it. And it looks like they had the same guy play that part, too, the one who grabs her in the shower. I'm not sure if it is, but it it really looked like him from the hair. It was, wasn't it always weird that back in the day, the, the old 80s, uh, box art for that was not the one that you usually see now, but it was literally like those El Cheapo boxes, the ones that would snap together. V- VHS was her being grabbed from behind in the shower, and it, it, really? it's such a yeah, it's such a weird because then when it opens with the shower, you're kind of like, well, she's gonna get grabbed in here, and she does. So it's it, it's kind of just a weird still from the movie. I much prefer the one with seeing the um, the leg and the, uh, being sort of. Uh, stockinged uh, in the forefront. There needs to be more stubble on the leg. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Maybe a football cleat on there. (laughs) I'm trying to picture this VHS box that you're talking about. What do they look like? It's like a flap thing that opens up on the top and it has like a Oh, the regular boxes, the ones that snapped together. You'd open them up, they'd be plastic and then they'd snap together. How do you not know this? It's like every video box pretty much that was made. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. They're a hard plastic one. Yeah. Okay. Instead of coming in those plastic, those clear plastic sleeves with the one pushed up in it, it yeah. was actually the art was superimposed on the box itself, the hard or, box. Or it would just be, uh, or with the artwork like a, in. Yeah, there'd be like a little, almost like plastic. a duotang from school. Then you'd be able to slip the artwork in, and it snapped like a book. A what from school? A duotang, you said? Yeah. Do you not know what that is? No. What fuck is a duotang? <laughs> asshole Americans. Hey, is that... <laughs> it sounds like a freaking, uh, I don't know. You know how distracted the kids would get in America if you said, guys, let's do a tang. <laughs> it reminds you like a chocolate I hate you orange. both more than Watson right now. <laughs> A duotang. I gotta look that up. Is that in the orangutan family? It's like, it's like Nikki, Nikki, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's great. I can't believe you don't. Maybe I'm overexploiting it. It's a fucking video box that is like, like in every fucking video I store. I know what it is. You open it up and you slip the artwork yeah. in, and you. It's like a clam, sh- like a shell. That's box. what I said. A clear plastic one that you put the case in. Yeah. But that's well, it's not, not always clear. There, there's sometimes they were white, sometimes they were black, sometimes they yeah. were... Yeah. Okay, like, very we're... rarely clear. Okay. I think we're thinking about two different things. Brandon and I are talking about the sleeve. You would get a... It would be a clear plastic, like a fat sleeve about the size of a VHS. And then the box art with the are video you, tape... Are you talking about like this? That's what he's talking yes. about, superimposed onto it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, superimposed. <laughs> that's what I said, a plastic one that's... Well, I don't know if this is superimposed. I love that movie. Well, whatever. At that time, it was superimposed. A lot of them, they were actually like, yeah. the picture was on the, the hard plastic. Not that type. That's a Disney one. That's a clamshell. But there were the regular smaller ones that were like, you know? Yeah, I'm looking. At oh, it. that was the El Cheapo. Right? Yep. That was the old, like the original one that I would always see in the video store. 
Oh, yep. look at that. Yeah. Yeah, well, just you actually just had the same one, but different colors. You have to get the Patreon video to see this or wait till the YouTube comes out for this episode. <laughs> yeah, anyway. but for now, for now, to, for the YouTubes. Okay, let's take a quick break, come back. We'll get into some BS and, and one more movie, and that'll be that. So Sounds we'll good. Be back, uh, on the flips. Show 99, that means show 100 is next, and tiebreakers are on the way. B, the final episode, the part of the final submission for the top 100 list that we're waiting on is going to break up the ties that you have. You said you had three ties, right? Uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a three-way tie for the 95th spot, so 95, 96, and 97 all had the same votes, wow. same number of votes, which really? didn't really, which, if anything, that's where you would expect it because it's kind of like, you know, like, like 400 votes, so they're all You're worth true. like 400. Right. Okay. Yeah. But we also had a tie for, I believe, 9th and 10th or 10th and 11th, so that I want broken. What <laughs> about the difference between 1, 2, and 3? Uh, the difference between two and three is about 18 points. Oh, in fact, okay. I, w- I was shocked because I originally, in my mind, tallying these these votes, thought I knew what number one and number two were clearly, and then a new number two snuck in. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that might change with the next one. Who knows? I mean, it's only 18 votes. It could change, I'm saying. It like could, it could change. Um, number one is solidified, though. Number one is solidified. Nice. Number number one's like uh like two hundred and thirty points ahead of second. Still pretty close considering that's good. It that's is. It is fail. when you think uh twenty seven twenty eight lists. You know that's uh you know it's only uh you know like fifteen points a list here and there, which isn't a lot. That's but like cool, I, I, I was telling Christian earlier, right before you got on, I have also. I mean, I have our top one hundred tallied with just our three things. So I'll read like our top ten also because our top ten. Is pretty different than the top ten of everyone's list. I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but it's then the again, you could see. Yeah, it is. The I was actually surprised at what was number one on our list. But you got to think it's not necessarily like oh, the film we all love. It's like where where did we place it on our list? So it it was different because there's a lot of films that we love. But I think you're going to be surprised what was number one on our list. Wow, I'm not saying nothing. Maybe that yeah. Dale. Yeah, I think maybe I'll have you guys guess on that because it, it, it's it's pretty fun. It was fun to do. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a really fun show, and we'll read everyone's number ones. You know, all 27 people, and uh, we're guessing what our number one was between the three of us. No, no, no. Or overall. Oh, overall, our our three, uh, the cumulative one that we made that the, cu- the cumulative. I'd like to hear what you guys think are like yeah. the, the number one film is like when we get to the show because. When I saw it, because my brother did it for me, did the uh, the list, I, and when I saw it, I was like, that's our number one? I'm like, I knew I had it high on my list. I knew you guys loved the film and had it, you know, fairly high on yours, but, you know, I just know there's films that we all rave more than that, but yet we all had this one wow. in the highest positions to, wow. to squeak out number one. Should be interesting. Cool. Yeah. So that's next show, 100. Can't wait, man. Yeah, Can't yeah wait. it's going to be a fun show. And I was telling Christian, too, just before you got back here, that, you know, one of the downsides to you guys being, like, in the dark about the list is I, I wanted to see, you know, that you guys had, had seen most of the films. And I t- told him I had seen 99 of the 100 films that that made the final list. Of course, it's something to change because we still got one more list. But I had seen 99 of 100. And I recently watched the 100th film because I had put it off only because one person didn't like it. And I turns out I really liked it. So, so uh, can you revamp your list? Would you have made your list? If you really liked it, 
I'm assuming. Uh, I, I don't know if it would have made my 100. It, I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I gave it, so it's it's right on that like border. Cusp. Like it could have it could have been on that cusp. It could have been you know anywhere from number eighty to number like probably like two hundred. You know. Well, like the so movie we're gonna discuss very shortly. I actually said this possibly could have made it because it was right on that cusp. It would have been on that yeah. cusp. For yeah, me. I think uh, I think. And I hadn't seen it before, so it's not gonna be in it. But I think I, it could have had an opportunity to play for a spot. Nice. Not, wow. Cool. So, well. We have the other email pertaining to the well, episode yeah, yeah, 100. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into it then. That's the one you sent me, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so this one's from our boy John Rhodes. And it says, Dave, you may want to pre-read this or just like Grimsby take this one. Fuck, this is a long one. I haven't read this much. Thank I haven't you. read it in a while. <laughs> well, hey, look at the one I read from Watson. It can't be that's that. That's true. That was an SC uh, <laughs> email. Gentlemen, sorry, what was I thinking? Fuckers, what's up? It's John Spooky Rhodes, and I just wanted to drop you an email for your monumental 100th episode. Holy shit, congratulations, guys. That's fucking awesome. You all should truly be proud of this and everything you've been able to accomplish with Dave steering this show. No, that, that, I think that's like, that. He is our skipper. No, I think that's genuine, yeah. but it sounded funny when I read it. Like, almost like, like, fuck you, Christian. But no, 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 he's saying that I'm a hindrance. Dave's steering the show. Be 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 proud of what you've accomplished with that. You know what he's saying? With him fucking steering the show. Oh, yeah. oh, it's funny. funny. I, I took it the way Brandon was saying it, but you're absolutely right. I, yeah, I didn't. Really, I don't know. I read it in a funny way where I feel like I, like I was <laughs> like, Dave's steering the show. Punchline. Pause for laughter, but... <laughs> I love the concept for this episode. It was deeply honored to be asked to partake. However, sadly, life kind of got in the way. I know I've talked a little to Dave about this, but things have been a growing shitstorm for me lately. I just got married this past October. Yeah, yeah that sucks. <laughs> shitstorm I'm sorry, begins. I'm, I'm sorry, John. I shouldn't have paused right there. That's like in the middle of a sentence. But that was funny. I just got married this past October. And besides now wondering every night if this will be the night she finally kills me for my insurance, we've been dealing with my new stepmother's untreatable cancer. Oh, sorry to hear dear about God. that. Oh, God. Yeah, so yeah no, that's, this is, I didn't pre-read this. I should have pre-read this. She has been in and out of the hospital numerous times, and we've been told twice now that this was the end for her. I mean, fortunately, that has not been the case yet. On top of all that, I work at a state-run mental hospital and am now under two different investigations. I know. Impressive, right? The latest one also involves the state police investigating me. And no, Brandon, it's nothing sexual. Sorry to disappoint you. I work with Michael Myers-type guys and may have broken one of them in a fight. So, like wow. I said, things have been a like consistent out? growing shitstorm for me. <laughs> Plus, I am a perfectionist, sometimes to a fault, and I just couldn't bring myself to half-ass a list like Christian. He's probably got some bullshit like Goosebumps as his number one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're sentenced to life. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Michael comes back with the blackest of eyes. Maybe if you didn't rape the girl so they need to escape, you'd be fine right now, but... Okay. Nonetheless, and all joking aside, I wanted to take a moment to thank you all. I was a little late to Exploding Heads, but I absolutely love the show. You guys have been with me through numerous lawn mowings, commutes to work, and more important things like driving to meet my wife in Pittsburgh after she got flown down with her mother and even my wedding day. You have helped me get through some very rough times, and I'm deeply appreciative for that. Exploding Heads is one of the two podcasts that I do not miss. 
What's the other? Don't say Watsy. Don't say Watsy. Don't say Watsy. I'm gonna guess. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's T Butts. I'm gonna say it's um podcast under the stairs. Uh, Duncan. I love how you abbreviate everything. T-butts. Everybody calls it T Butts. That's what it's called. It's funny when people started calling it T Butts. Uh, they were talking about it on um back in the day when it was in its infancy. And Devour the Podcast was still around. One of Jamie's uh, original shows with with, yeah. uh, with Bo and Dave. They they were they were talking one day and they, they were talking about teapots. And I legitimately thought that there was a new podcast, a new horror podcast, and the title of it was Teapots. And I didn't understand. I go, Why would you call a horror podcast Teapots? But anyway, it means you know get the kettle on and listen to this great show, <laughs> or take the kettle <laughs> off, like Talk Jason again. in Part Two. You know, when he moved the kettle. I love that. Oh part. man. Okay. Uh, and I was joking. I hope you you get off oh, yeah. scot free. Oh, <laughs> I hope scot free. Scott Scott paper free. Scott free. Scott free got off a long time Chris. ago. We want John Rhodes to get off, not scot free. Scott, I'm, aka Chris. <laughs> I'm still working my way through the episodes, but I've almost got them all. Dave, thank you for being a friend and bringing this show into our lives. Brandon, thank you for being the voice of reason, amongst the others, and always being able to crack a joke. They might not all land, but you always try. Lastly, Christian, and it just ends there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, well, Christian, thank uh, you for, well, nothing. <laughs> it's, it's what he wrote. I didn't even realize it. Life, life it is. Life it is. I'm I like Watson better than you. I'm only <laughs> jo- I'm only joking. It says, Christian, thank you for everything that you do in creating this amazing show, not only on air, but as the producer, I know there's a lot that goes into that, and you deserve a lot of thanks for that. We all agree. Yes. Lastly, this is the last uh, paragraph. Look, I'm on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the cusp. We, we might trade you to teaputs. <laughs> Watson can come in. We'll just, this I don't know just why be the new I'm party. Brady could be like the third mini- wheel. <laughs> I want to open a miniature golf place and call it teaputs. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go play putt-putt? Where? Teaputs. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, if any of you rotten corpse fucking bastards out there listening to this aren't supporting these guys on Patreon, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I've been podcasting for seven plus years now, and these guys are well worth the money, you cheap fucks. <laughs> Take everything if, back. If you're still too cheap, well, then you get stuck with shit like my shows. <laughs> Which, yes, Dave, my new show is eventually coming, just yeah. like Brandon but not Dave or Christian. I'm married now. I know what it's like, but I need it, things to calm down a little so I can get my wad on and prep that shit. Uh-oh. Not as wad Z, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and I've had the flu lately and sound like I've been throat-fucked by the thorny cock of Pazuzu for two months straight. <laughs> With who? You left through that old thing. The thorny cock of Pazuzu. <laughs> 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 I couldn't. How can you read that? It said, literally says the thorny cock of Pazuzu for two straight months. Nice. If not for that, I would have sent you a nice audio clip up to Christian Standard and not Dave's. We all remember that time you edited five seconds of audio and almost got a divorce over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So with all that being said, thank you again for inviting me to partake on this monumental episode. And thank you all for everything you do for us, the listeners. Your friend, John Spooky Rhodes. John's awesome. Thank you, John, for all the kind words. And uh, hopefully, I mean, obviously we know things aren't well. But, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with you and uh, your wife. And, you know, 
and mother-in-law thing, for sure. Yeah, tough, tough thing yeah. to go through. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of us know. Yeah. Well, hey, talk about a one-two punch. First marriage, and then and then, <laughs> the, and then the, the cancer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of people would say, "What's the difference?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you got the big C? Shit. Yeah, I married a fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the big FC. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. no, thank you. All joking aside, thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah really, taking the time out of your Evidently, day. Evidently, Brady and I can't take it when, we, when we're made fun of, though. Oh, man. Brady won't say anything now. He's like, you will not get me to say a bad word about Watson. <laughs> 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 I love Watson. I really hope he... I, I like... Even though you read in that in that email, like, um, you know, I'm being totally serious right now. I still don't think he was being serious. I still feel like that email was part of the joke. Uh, and I hope it is because I hope so too. Because we, <laughs> this is part of the joke. What my <laughs> sentence right now is an extension of that ongoing joke of him not I'm... like I always say. He comes on the show. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, I want to pretend that I'm being serious. But I, I mean, was the waiting the... for the punchline, man. That, he was so dice there. I was waiting for, what the fuck did you, what was it? You sent us the clip of him asking Billy Joel to sing, uh, <laughs> to sing, uh, whose songs? Someone else's song. Like, that's not me. <laughs> you didn't watch it? It's like, uh, yeah, you know. I, wa- I watched it. you just it. do it, you know, anyway? <laughs> it was Andrew Dice K backstage with Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. A- asking Billy Joel to play this song and that song. He's like, that's Neil not Diamond. Me. Oh, Barry yeah, Manilow. Barry, Barry Manilow. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it. Billy, how you doing? This is so nice. Give me a hug. This is so Because I, I never got to see you in concert. You know what I mean? So this is like, like a trill to me. I only need three songs from you tonight. I know you're going to do a lot, but uh, like Just The Way We Was, that's one of them, right? And uh, the Uptown Girl thing and um, oh, how we, uh, you know, the rain, we made it through the rain that day. Huh. No way. That, that ain't me. What do you mean that? That's not my stuff. We made it through. No, that's Barry Mallon. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I know, you're just saying, but it ain't me. No, I'm no, I'm just gonna go sit and wait. You know what I mean? You don't do that ever, like for no reason. Like, uh, all right. Just the way we was, he said. <laughs> just the way we was. <laughs> now, question is this: If John Rhodes was to come on the show, would you be nice to him? For a bit. Sounds like for you could take a joke. Yeah. All right, John. Well, maybe we'll have to we'll have to get him on. Don't we? I feel like we do a good job of roasting everyone. I know Lacey True. pointed out that we were. Uh, we were pretty nice to Jamie, and that's just because, honestly, like, I was scared. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't know why I was scared. I didn't want to roast Jamie too hard. Next time oh, she's on, she, she'll be scared. Next time she's on, yeah. She, she can take it. <laughs> Believe me. And, and dish it out. Just like all these people, honestly, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so thank you again, John. That I'm glad you, you, you know, sad to hear about those things. I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but hopefully Especially things get better soon. <laughs> well... The marriage is the marriage. We're all in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, we do what we do. We do what we can. How's that? Yeah. Just take comfort in knowing cancer and marriage eventually both of them end. <laughs> Maybe not always with Hopefully death. positively. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe it may it might not be till death do you part. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's tough. In one case, it's a good thing. In the other case, it's not such a good thing. But it's uh, it's crazy though because it's it's so it's different for each and every one. Like, who knows, right? 
because people have beaten uh, cancer. Some have been given like a two month life sentence and lived years because uh, we're going through yeah. it as well. Not with in-laws on, on my, oh. our side. So uh, that sucks. I, I can hear it too, but it's, it's, you never know. Right. Yep. And we recently had a victory in our family. So good for us. We're Aim, happy. A- yeah. Amen to that. Yes, yeah. yes, yep. yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's great stuff. Oh, yeah, and John, I, I keep forgetting to mention that you have the same middle name as my cat. So Lucky? No, no, no. This one right over here. You know who this is? That's over Spooky. Sleeping. Yeah, that's Ginny. Yep, Ginny, Jer- Ginny's middle name is Spooky. Yeah. Speaking, there she is, little Miss Spooky. Yeah, there she is. Oh, she went back to bed, my little that's girl. just one cat? <laughs> hey, she's not even big. She's, she, matter of fact, she's a pygmy cat. She's the smallest cat in the house, just about. Like, Lucky's just about, yeah, he's definitely going to be bigger than her. Hey, me. No, thanks. I'll pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I always sing that song to her. Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. Yeah, you know? You ever, so, yeah. You ever sing spooky. Just the Way We Was? Just the Way We Was. Yeah, Just the Way We Was. Just the Way We Was. Oh, Lordy. Look, you'll okay. get a love Clay. You do I have love to love fun. Clay. He is awesome. <laughs> He is awesome. You gonna shame anybody, uh, B? You good? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely don't have anyone to shame. Damn it! I'm gonna bring something up, and it's probably gonna shame me. And this will be the last thing I talk about before the we go into the review. But I, this has been s- stuck in my. I this has been bothering me for a long time, and it really hit home a few months ago again because it was that time of year again. And I know I'm going to be in the minority here because what I'm going to say has to do with all the podcasts I listen to and all the people I talk to or used to talk to on active social media platforms. Why are people so desperate to have horror people and horror roles in movies recognized at the Oscars? Why is that so fucking important? Why are the Oscars such a big deal to you that I'm still hearing it to this day. It's fucking been over two years. I literally heard on a podcast just the other day. Oh, uh, what's her name in Hereditary? Should have been up for Actress of the Year. I'm sorry I dropped her, dropped the ball. Tony Collette. I know her. Tony Collette. I am so fucking sick of 99% of all podcasts saying that. Again, maybe I'm coming out like the bad guy, but this is my opinion. Why do you people care so much about being recognized by them. I guess it is. A, it stems from being the the mainstream, and horror always gets like the redheaded stepchild. It, it's it gets shit on. It's considered kind of trash. And I think, right, really, at the end of the day, just like every genre, there's shit, but then there's fantastic, fantastic films. And I think, although a lot of us don't give a shit, I think by being recognized by the academy awards uh it kind of brings some legitimacy to to seeing like hey you know what We're, it's not all like fucking escort service i get or, that or whatever yeah. I, and, and again i think we we all know this some people put a little bit more the as oscars or the or the i guess they put that on a pedestal where as, i don't think any of us really care all that much I've like watched watch the Oscars. Oscars. I've watched the Oscars yeah. for the longest time. I watch a lot of the best picture films. In fact, I've seen all the best picture winner films, and I've seen ninety-five percent of all the films ever nominated for best picture going back to nineteen twenty-nine. So I, I do. I, I I enjoy it, but like you said, I really don't 
give a shit. Like, they get it wrong even amongst non-horror films a lot of times. Well, a yeah, lot, sure. Lot, but like Christian says, you know, horror has just been neglected. It just is. I know that. But, uh, but I, you know, I understand why people get upset. They just want some recognition for it, but these people don't yeah, but- care. They're they're making good money. They're they're making movies. They're doing what they love. And uh... I get all that. Once upon a time, I w- I would have been waving the flag. Hollywood? Hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm a horror fan. Horror movies are not what you think they are. Recognize us for the talent that we have. This, that, the other thing. I also think that this always happens every year. People get disappointed and surprised, which makes no sense. How do you not know by now that we're going to be slighted? Oh, the the things came out yesterday. The nominations came out yesterday. I can't believe such and such isn't on it. And I say, how can you not believe it? You know what they say about insanity, being repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. How is that unbelievable to you? That's like when What's-His-Name died last week. Uh, rest in peace. I love the guy. Max von Sydow. And people are saying, you know, we I think we've discussed this before. It's a sad and tragic thing. Sad face, this, that, the other fucking thing. Uh, the guy lived fucking 90 years. You're acting like the people are going to have those end-of-the-year shows. Oh, 2020, what a terrible year. We lost Max von Sydow. We lost – no fucking shit we lost them. They were old. They're going to die. I think it just we gives – We know this. Every year sucks certain, if you want to say that. Sorry, and I agree with you. I think it, the reality is there's a couple of things at play here. Everybody needs to feel like they've got a voice, so they have to post something. So why not cry about being neglected at the Oscars to get some sort of attention or, or to, to put a post out there? Uh, there's always like it always seems like a race. Watch when somebody fucking dies. Oh, boy. How fast, how quickly people need to post that on every fucking page. Yep. It's it's actually kind of amusing. Unfortunately, right. it's kind of sad because it's about death, it but it, it, right. it's amusing. It's, real, like, it's really more about shit, attention. You couldn't let the it's really more about attention. Through. Yeah, I think it's, that's yeah. it. First. See, I would do it for a business. Like if if we had an official website, Exploding Heads, and, and if I could find any reason to put out there. I'm saying if I could find yeah. any breaking news to put out there and it's going to say Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast is the website. It's going to say Mix Monsido. This is a way at age nine. I would, and I know it sounds shitty, but it's another way to get some type of advertisement out there and someone see that thing and then say, that's who it came from. They never saw before, or they were the first person I saw and maybe it got shared. So for the sake of building a brand or something like that, I could see it. Maybe it's a little shady and shitty. Maybe it is, but just to be average Joe doing it to get attention, eh, whatever. Everybody's different. I'm past that now. Maybe once upon a time. I, I, mean, I could have thought I'm that. I'm guilty of posting. We all post shit. Like I, I posted. Uh, yeah. My wife sent me when I was on, uh, when I was on the uh, the for bi- away for two days like you were a business. My wife sent me something about the um, a quiet place too. Excuse me, being delayed like so many other right. movies now. And I'm like, oh shit! She sent me the tweet, and I'm like, oh, I right. took a screenshot and I posted it on our page. Like I mean, I wasn't like trying to race. Well, of course, it, already been, it was already news for like hours but i just like oh that kind of sucks but i kind of thought right. it was relevant because it was a great film i was actually really looking forward to the sequel so i think right. that could be a little bit different but going back to what you're saying i mean that, that's social media we post shit because that's what it's all about but there's there's a difference when it comes to this it's almost like attention or or wanting to circle back and have that same argument again why do we constantly get neglected like but see we're acting like we need them, and we fucking don't. I, I, I think it makes us look worse. Look, here's an analogy. Pretend we're horror sec. Pretend horror fans are at one table in the high school lunchroom. 
here we are. We're all together. Like We're school. lucky we have each other. We love horror. We, we we love all different types of horror. And we at that table know that Tony Collette was great in Hereditary. And we know that there was an amazing score in fucking Black Coat's Daughter. Whatever. We, we know this, that there are, you know, aesthetics... In, in, in these horror films, and there's, I hate to use the term, actually, I don't hate to use the term, because it it helps you describe. There's elevated horror movies. Okay, another thing, I don't hate it, because it helps, it's like torture porn. Do I hate the term? No, but I like that it exists, because when you're talking to me, now I know what you're talking about. It's a separation. But anyway, an elevated horror film, we know that these, that, that the intellectual horror films exist. We know this. And that's all I need people to know. We've tried for years in the past to get people to, to realize that horror may not be what you think it is. But you're not going to change people overnight. And you're not going to change them to all of a sudden become horrified. I could show my mother uh, Midsommar. Actually, I wouldn't because of the sex scene or whatever. Or even Hereditary. It wouldn't go with them. There's too much horror stuff still. Could they could they look at it and say, oh, yeah, well, that is very well made. But it's, it's too horrific. It's not my cup of tea. It's not really going to change anything. So picture us all at a table. In a lunchroom, the lunchroom of life, of, of media lovers, whatever. Here's the horror fan sitting at this table. Then you got the popular kids over here at this lunch table. And we so desperately want the popular kids to notice us. Or we want to go and sit at that table with the football players and shit like that. That's who they are. So we're saying when we do something good, we are still mentally at that place like, hey, guys, look, we did something cool. Can you be friends with us now? That is what it's like I, trying I agree. to butter up to the Oscars. There, 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 there's, there's, a certain, there's a certain part of a group that are like that, man. There are a certain part of a group that are like, hey, come on, we did something here. The fucking acknowledge us. And then there's other ones right. that like, don't ever want that to happen because they're, they're the other extreme that I also dislike that are like, oh, I don't like that anymore because it's popular. Like a certain metal oh, right. band or a punk band or something that then broke through and suddenly it's shit because it be, they sold out because they became popular. That's the other extreme that I hate. Like I hate I that do. film because it became popular. Yeah, but still, people like, people hate the, the Oscars and are still complaining that that their horror films aren't getting Oscar nominations. So they're on both ends, saying I don't like the Oscars. It's just mainstream Hollywood. Why didn't this get nominated? And I feel like some of the films are are starting to get a little bit of attention from from the Academy. Not that it matters. I mean, even in the opening number this year, they did a they did a tribute to to the movies this year. And I saw an Us tribute, and I saw a Midsommar tribute. Florence Pugh got. Florence Pugh got nominated for Little Women, which, I mean, it got some praise, but her performance definitely got piggybacked off of Midsommar without a doubt. You know, she had a good, a really good year, and now she's going to be in the new Black Widow movie, so she's her career's really, I mean, she's had a career, but she's really starting to get big, big yeah. roles now. And, well, uh, you know, the, light, the Lighthouse got a nomination. You know, And it should. Yeah. They should. But it's not going to break my heart. If it doesn't, I should be saying, if anything, you know what, all these all these years you didn't want us. Who are you that I should be begging for you and being mad that you're not recognizing me and get, getting mad that fucking even though uh, the other day I had a good conversation with the popular kid in the hall and I'm a horror geek that this week I walked by him uh, in the classroom. He didn't he didn't wave hello to me. I'm going to get mad about that. That's what it feels like to me. You should be, if someone does it, you should be saying, fuck you. Fuck you, Oscar. How's that? You don't want to recognize? I'm sick of trying to show you that I'm worthy uh, of your acceptance. That's what it feels like to me. And I wish more horror fans would see, we should be grateful, more than grateful, that because of social media and podcasts and things like this, that we have 
a great scene now. We have a Twitter. We have all these things. Everybody's sharing information and everything else. Where years ago, we didn't have that. 20, 30 years ago, horror fans didn't have this outlet. All we had was Fangoria and the letters and maybe a couple friends at school. Now, we have Skype, podcasts. We have all this stuff. We have messages. We have all this stuff together. Shouldn't we just be happy that our little group is together and that we have this, why do we still need recognition from mainstream folks and these guys that watch the Oscar? And I'm, I don't care. Don't take that wrong, B, because you watch the Oscars. Lots of people do that, I know. I'm not saying, I'm not talking shit about the Oscars as a show. It's not for me. That's fine. I know a lot of people love it. That's but okay. Whatever. That, exactly. That's I, I'm not, fine. I'm not <laughs> yeah. shitting on that. I don't want it to come off like I am. It's no, not for me. No, I'm not into I'm... award shows, period. It's just... Yeah. Not for me, but I mean, it's all bullshit. Uh, people know that people buy people have people host parties and this and that to kiss the ass of the fucking people that are the judges and get noticed by the uh, whatever they call it, the society. What's the word? Whatever it is, the academy and all this other shit. And yeah, it's all those, those awards. Those awards are bought. I mean, even with right. the advertising and stuff, because you, you you see it all the time. A movie that it's just sort of like dissipates and everyone sort of forgets about because they're not advertising. They're not re-releasing it. They're not. It, it, it's just the way it is. I don't know why people get so butthurt over these these things. So why do we as horror fans, with that knowledge, we're already in our own group. We're already anti-fucking the norm. We we have our own thing here. Why do we want to be part of that? that? That's what I don't get. That's almost like atheists getting mad because the fucking the Catholic Church won't let them sit at their table or, or give them an award for um, most uh, fastest growing uh, religion. <laughs> or something. That's what it's like. I, I wish I knew. I it's wish I knew because it is contradictory. Wanting to be popular and then complaining, oh, we're too popular. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't mind yeah. being popular. I like it when a movie makes money. I mean, you know, I, I'm just a, a viewer. Why, Look, why should I hate these... on producers and directors? That's good on them and actors. Let them make get a dude. Get everyone's a making horror time. movies now because they're making a fortune. Look at look at everyone coming out of the woodwork. You know, Chris Rock and Samuel. Everyone's starting to make horror movies. They're they're. They're in fashion, so yeah, it's in fashion. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I have no problem. I I love popular horror movies. I don't care. But I mean, do we need an award? Isn't it nice enough to have conversations like this where we can say, you know what, um, Tony Collette was was excellent in in Midsommar. It, it it elevated the movie. We all had a great time watching that. And and this isn't it nice that we have that we can actually have discussions with each other through our group. Why do we need? Why do I need my fucking mother-in-law or, or my uncle or this or that to, to to say that? Oh, and to recognize that. Dude, Every, we have our we have our award shows. Every need... every podcast has a year-end show, so we get like a hundred different top tens, top fifteen, top twenties, top thirties. So by the end of the year, you know, even if you didn't watch a lot of movies that year, you should have a list of two hundred different horror movies that you could check out just from a small little horror community. I mean, it's not so small anymore, but from from right. our horror community, which is just a fraction of the horror community represented in the, you know, country, the world, whatever. It's just... Uh... And we have what nobody has, B. We have... You don't see comedy and sci-fi and all these others having these big clubs. I mean, sci- sci-fi is too specific. Guys that are into sci-fi usually love this particular show or this particular... They yeah. don't have a... Like sci-fi convention, it's not like horror. Yeah. Sci-fi has to, has to piggyback off horror sometimes. You know what I mean? So we we... I understand why comedy and, and other stuff that they need the recognition because that's all they have. We have something that's that's big 
that we don't need recognition from anyone else or we don't have to rub noses with them or, 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 or rub elbows, pardon me. We don't need any of that. We have enough here where we as a community know what we have, where those other people don't have that. There's no comedy fucking – I mean, you know what I mean. There are comedy podcasts, but it, it's, it's just everything is done differently. What horror podcasts is and what, and what, the, what our genre has is, is it's a very big thing that, that other genres just don't have. Yeah. So we should be happy that we have that. We shouldn't be trying to say, hey – we're over here, guys. Come here. Now can we hang out with you? Now are we okay to come over there? Or or now will you throw us a bone? Please throw us a bone and, and recognize uh, Tony Collette. Please throw us a bone and, and give us the, the best score for Neon Demon, or, or at least put it up there. And we'll be happy with, with what you have to say, the almighty. That's what it feels like to me. I just wish that more horror fans had that thought that way. So I'm shaming them for that. Although, again, maybe people are saying you should be shamed for, for thinking that. But I don't, I don't feel I should. I just... I don't get it. It just I listen to so many horror podcasts and I've heard it so many times about these people crying about the academy and how this and this. I'm like, well, if somebody keeps rubbing your face in the dirt, why do you want their recognition now? You Every year that- horror skipped. Please, please notice us this year. That's like somebody being abused by somebody, and all, all you want to do is, is for them to love you and stop abusing you for a week. I, I don't, don't know. know if, I don't know if people are aware of this who are complaining when the nominations come out because as somebody who who watches the Oscars, and I don't, I don't follow it religiously, but, you know, there are precursor awards and stuff that about a month out before the Oscars, I could pretty much tell you who's going to be nominated in every single category a month right. before the nominations are announced. So when people are hearing nominations, it's like, oh, well, this, this person's not even on the radar. They have tracking things where, where you, where, that are almost 100% accurate, where if they tell you the 10 films that are going to be nominated for Best Picture... They're right almost 100% of the time. So I don't understand why people are like, it's just these casual fans who think, oh, well, the Oscar nominations come out tomorrow, so they must be watching all the films tonight. It doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 I never cared either way. I, I just like watching people talk about horror, listening to people talk about horror. I love watching, like, um, I just recently binged uh, Eli Roth's uh, horror show. History of Horror? Yeah, History of Horror. I hope he comes, brings that. I like watching horror fans talk about horror. To me, me, that's too. like awards. You know, they're praising this. They're, they're giving homage to like other films and stuff like that. When they when they dissect the film, they're like, "Oh, well, this borrowed from this." You know, they're real historians on the uh, on the subject. That's what I'd rather hear about than say, "Oh, best picture, hereditary." Well, I like documentaries. I don't necessarily like listening to other people talk about. It. <laughs> I like documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do like the visuals. I do. I do need a visual. Yeah, I like the visual. I, I just watched the one the other day. It's called Why Horror. It was okay. It was on Shutter. Then I watched yeah, the Tom Savini I've, I've, I've doc. seen Why Horror. The Tom Savini yeah. doc was very good. Really good. Yes. Yeah, I really liked it. One so of my I, favorite. One of my that. favorite docs of the last few years was the uh, Fright Night one. I gotta you're watch so, it. You're yeah, so cool, sir. Because yeah. just the, the passion they had and what went into making those effects, man, that was just like, I love everything about this. Even the Pet Cemetery one was really good. See, that's what I'm saying. Do comedies have things like this? Do other other genres have like movies that come out and uh, comedies get I, shit on by the 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 Oscars year after year? Yeah. You don't see them crying. You don't well, see they, some. Oh, why do. is Adam Sandler not nominated? Really, that many? <laughs> that's it. Like comedy doesn't have like a fanatic. Like people like comedies. People like to They're laugh. They're popular, but there's not right. like. I feel like there's not as many podcasts dedicated to... Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't researched this one iota, but de- <laughs> dedicated to focusing 100% on comedy like there are to horror films. Right. Or the you horror need to put genre. an iota of research in. But I have not done that. 
Speaking of that, speaking of research, I do want to put it one. I want to put an end to one thing here. We're going to leave this up to Siri. Siri, what is Mr. Watson? Thin skinned. <laughs> Watson, I thought we put this whole thing behind us. I'm sorry. I love Watson. We talk about him because we love him. This is the joke. Gretzky. <laughs> Gretzky. <laughs> All right, I guess we should move on to our final movie here, huh? Who picked it for us? Shrew's Nest. Willie Penner. Willie Penner did. He gave us three to choose from. Willie, One of them. Willie, I don't know. Will he make it? Next week to find out if he pens. <laughs> Thank you, Willie. <laughs> is that a real? Cool. Is that his real name, Willie Penner? Yeah, Willie Penner. He gave us three choices: Golden Gloves, Golden Glove, 2019, Shrew's Nest, and The Nameless, 1999. And we chose. Yeah, nameless, Shrew's Nameless. We couldn't find. That's why. We couldn't, we couldn't find, find Nameless. Anywhere. He yeah. hates Golden yeah. Gloves. Golden Gloves, I thought, was fucking terrible. But, and uh, Watson loves it. So I know he does. Yeah. I gotta watch it. I, gotta, I, love, I, I love Watson. Me too. I still gave Golden Glove a 4 out of 10. Okay, Shoes Nest from 2014. Um, Spain, 1950s. Monsi's agoraphobia keeps her locked in a sinister apartment in, a, in Madrid... And her only link to reality is the little sister she lost her youth raising. I'll stop reading there because it gives like a further synopsis, like, but it's just further story. Uh, first time watch for me. Me too. Me and, as well. Yeah. yeah. I'd always wanted to see it. I'd heard good things, and uh, yeah, I was, I was, I, I'll have some criticisms, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I so I you figured it, but you figured out the twist. One oh, hundred. One hundred percent. I had every single twist except for the very last one. One I had a feeling with one hundred percent. I knew. I knew the relationship. I knew. Is that the last one? Is that the big last twist? Is the relationship? No, the last one means no. Her last move, what she does when she goes. We'll figure it out. Okay, I don't know if we're. We could say we're doing spoiler or not, but I think we almost have to. On yeah. this one, uh, I, right. I think we All have right. to because it, right. that, that's yeah. where a lot of the meat lays. Lies. Yes. So this is going to be a spoiler-filled review. So if you haven't seen it, stop, watch mm. it, come back to it. But uh, we're going now. Uh, the the la- very last image of her retreating back into the apartment, basically taking the place of her sister. I didn't picture her character arc going that way. That's is that what's going thing. on? Yeah, she's basically becoming her sister now and retreating into the shrew's nest. Uh-huh. So she's going to become agoraphobic, you're telling yeah, me. Exactly. Which, I, which yeah. is the only thing I really didn't like about the film because her character was so much stronger throughout. But given the hardships she faced, especially in that last act. <laughs> you think that's yeah. what the ending was uh, alluding to? That she was going to... Yeah, she literally left Carlos out on the stoop and then just sort of retreated inside, shut the door. Like yeah, I was wondering why she did that, so maybe you're onto something. Why yeah. did she leave him on the stoop? Like, she can't take this anymore. Like, she's just going to become like her sister. Like, the trauma of everything she just went through was the same as the trauma of what her sister went through. And uh, she's retreating now. I, which I didn't like. Which is a which took a point off this film for me. Because I'm saying to myself, they're presenting her as, like, this young, strong character who's going to overcome. She's obviously overcome the death of her mother. Her father's been missing for 14 years. So she's had to live with heartaches. And uh, I don't know. I just I saw it going a different way. But hmm. I'll tell you what brought it down for me: the picture scenario. It makes no sense why there would be a picture. That's all there is to it. The picture. Remember, she hid the picture with the skeleton and this and that uh, of you being held by somebody. That but there wouldn't be a picture in that situation. The other, the other somebody 
was or was dead already. They should they sure wouldn't be sitting there smiling and holding her. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> you know even I mean? thinking that to be honest. I know what you're oh saying, my but God. wow. Well, wait, no, no, both people, everyone was still alive. No, yeah, it all somebody after. There was somebody died giving birth to somebody. So if I die giving birth to somebody, there surely couldn't be a picture of me holding the person that I died giving birth to. Well, that's what the that's fuck because I'm that's because that was a lie. Yeah, the mother the mother did not die giving that's, birth to her. Yeah. The sister what? was her mother. Yeah, that was her. That was her. That sister was a big plot her. twist. There, no, that was that, their mother daughter. Was, she was replacing the mother. The mother died giving birth. No, therefore, that was the Mati big was lie. The mother. whole plot twist Ma was that she's that. The, her Monty. sister is her daughter. Yeah. I get yeah. that she was molested by the father, but why does that equal that? Because she got because that's she, that was the big twist. Told her. That's what the picture was there for to show you that 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 Monty she, is actually her mother, not her sister. Oh, so when you looked at that picture, you you were, were supposed to see that that picture wasn't actually the mother; that it was Monty. Well, they yeah. showed the kid as the in the flashback. Yeah, you see woman. her in the flashback in, in the, the same girl from the flashback. The same girl. That was what I was just like. I'm like, oh my god, this movie. I didn't. That like it was a sucker punch to me, dude. I saw. That. I, I I predicted it. I said to myself, I said she is the mother. I said this is, and I said not only that. I said not only is the, is the father dead, which isn't hard to predict, you know, because he's been missing for 14 years. I said not only is he dead, but he's buried somewhere in the house. I think we screwed this review from. No. If you don't know anything about this movie, I know Brandon, you set it up a little bit, but for the whole movie, we're presented that uh, it, it's two sisters living together, uh, and uh, father's uh, quote unquote dead, mother quote unquote died giving birth to the younger sister. But uh, as the reveal is later on in the movie, the father, younger sister is actually... considered lost during the war time because yeah. this takes place in the fifties, so. He's considered missing from, you know, the, the 30s, but... Uh, Wait a minute. That was a big reveal. She goes, don't stab no. me. There's a picture telling you, and then she went to get the picture to find out that her sister is actually her mother. She was raped by her father, who impregnated I her. And, and Why do you say that, though? We saw the funeral in the beginning when the mother was, it was dead. was a story. No, 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 listen to me. We saw Monsi, a young Monsi, at the fucking funeral. Yes. We saw her, okay... And the, and the father took the cross and put it on her, and they said that she died at giving giving birth to your sister, and they fucking gave her the cross. Don't you remember that scene in the beginning? He came over and was talking to her, and there was all the family was there, and and the woman was laid out in the coffin, and the father came over, and they were talking about how she died at child giving childbirth, and then she came over, and then well, the father the came story. over. I think she said she the, told the story of uh, of the uh, of them saying. That uh, she was telling her sister, telling the story of her sister, that the mom yeah. died giving birth to her. The, the, everything that you're saying happened, but there was no dialogue between the father and her saying that you exactly. died of child Exactly. Birth. And so. even in the flashback, you're only seeing Monsi. You're not seeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not see. You're not seeing the the, the little no sister with, with the mother. Well, she because... was a baby at the time. Why would there's, you see her? There's no baby in that scene. There's no baby at all. Yet. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me. That the mother just died young and that's the end of it? From, probably from abuse or something. Yeah. Because abuse. the father said that he turned his, his affection to the daughter and like right that. away and he and became the replacement. And then the replacement got and then it, it ended up she gave birth to her her daughter who ended up and they because it was uh I guess so shameful, they just said that they were sisters. Well, I don't know. Then I don't understand why why the girl, why Nina, got fucking so mad at her 
older sister for killing the father that was molesting her and was going to set his sights towards fucking her. I thought she'd be grateful at that and that she raised her as a result. Instead, she got mad. She was crying and she was trying to get her to go to bed solely so this poor little girl wouldn't have to hear her older sister fucking be molested in the, in the next room. And she was so concerned with him fucking focusing and then maybe sexually abusing the younger sister that she killed him so it wouldn't happen. Yet when she told him, and, and she did bear the truth, which Carlos talked her into, fucking the truth shall set you free, because that's what Christ said. When she did the right thing, fucking the little sister got mad at her. I would have been I would have been grateful to, for that. She did, that she, that's something else that she's bothered She's absorbing me. everything. I think, it, like, I had no problem with it, uh, any of this, to be honest. I thought, uh, I agree, when she first says I was trying to protect you, I think she was like, she thinks her sister's crazy. So she's I get that. being told this. And I think maybe there's like some sort of, you know, memory of, of things because the younger sister is telling the story. Obviously she's only remembering certain aspects and, and things are not really coming to light yet. She hasn't had any time to reflect on any of this. It's all being presented to her. Uh, and then all sh the shit hits the fan. I think only upon reflection, as I think that's what we're presented the story is her yeah, telling the story. And plus, when After. she finds this out about the father, Elisa's already dead, Donna Puri and the daughter's already dead. So, so Monsi is killing a lot of people, and it's just it's it's a fucking mess. So, hard memories of her father are you know very few. So, she wouldn't have the negative connotation. But the story it's it's tragic for Monsi's sake yeah. because sure it is. You know, you at first you're like. Man, she's crazy. What the hell? She's reading the Bible and telling her scary stories. But when that's revealed, I'm like, oh, that's that's clever. And it's really, yeah. really tragic. And it's really tragic that Carlos didn't take a liking to her. I almost felt like, you know, like, why Carlos like her? Like her. She's she's not bad. No, you know what? You know what she reminded me of at first? A lady from the Black Gloves. Yeah, you know, she kind of looked like her a little bit. Yeah, and she yeah. flipped out like her, and she kind of looked like her. But and the thing is, that's the problem. Dumb men, as soon as this young 20-something walks in when she's pretty, that that's all he cares about. And he's like, I'm going to stay there because of her. I'm like, yeah, okay. Fuck. I understand why he was hiding, but I mean, instead of setting his sights and, and, and flirting with um, the girl who's saving him and taking care of him and everything else from his perspective, and she's not a bad-looking girl herself, all of a sudden... This one comes in and then everything fucking changes. And I, I, no, the other the I, other girl's actually gorgeous too. The the oh, older sister, oh, she, but but I, I I it helped with the twist. The fact that they made her look even older and more worn. I'm saying to myself, I'm yeah. saying there's more to this. She is not just an older sister. She is. But uh, you I know, never, the story. I, oh man, I can't believe you caught that. That good eye on you then, because that was like a nice sucker punch. Like at the end, I was just like, oh, I just felt like. I was like, wow, this film just took me for a ride. The twist uh, with Carlos and everything with Carlos, you know, as to why he fell down sense. the stairs and where he was going, it made sense, but I didn't see that coming. And well, I thought why that did was... he fall down the stairs? I think he, he was, was just clumsy, like rushing. Yeah, okay. just clumsy and trip, but he was gotcha. running away from, you know, having to marry the girl who was pregnant with his child. My and issue why does come... When he saw the girl? Go ahead, see, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was gonna say, no, no, you're fine. The, 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 I guess my issue, one issue I did say is, okay, he was there for the whole day, I know he, he kind of said, don't say anything, I'm kind of hiding, but I don't think he had that conversation with the younger sister yet. Why wouldn't she have call, called the police? Or There seems like there was a, one day too many that she probably should have called the police when she went out to do her daily chores or the whatever time, it was. The time frame and her and little sister Nia's reaction, or girl, if you want to call her that, it, her reaction in some spots is a little off. 
One, when she first encounters Elisa in the apartment, Elisa goes downstairs and girl does not show back up until later on that night and yes. says she was doing inventory. First of yep. all, once you see Elisa's missing and you know she's dead, then you would call the police. Then again, she's helping Carlos out. She's talking to Carlos. Then she disappears and the older woman and her daughter show up. Well, this Where did is she it. go then? Where yeah. did she go then? She's like disappearing at weird times, and it's it's not convenient to the to the time frame. That was that was my that's my biggest quibble. That's why I came it a little is. higher than where I am. Is there was a little bit of convenience to allow the story to play out, where I don't think they even need to worry about it if they just structured or or adjusted a couple of sentences of dialogue even. Yeah, and, and she's like scared <laughs> because the sister keeps telling her, well, I'm not going to let you back in. But if you bring the police, they're, yeah. they're going to they're gonna knock right. kick the door and they're going to find these dead bodies and they're going to uh, take you away. That I was thinking, right. And how come, two questions. Number one, how come when the girl was passed out after getting her ass kicked by her sister and she was laying in the fucking, in the hallway, those two guys just were really calm about it, just put a blanket on her. I thought uh, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And how come later on when uh, little Nina was upstairs in the, uh, in the, in Carlos's place, didn't she seem like she made the discovery and then the fiance went downstairs. Why was she still in that room when the other person came back? Remember she had to hide because someone else came back, maybe the mother-in-law or the father, the the cop. Why would she still be there? Whoever the fuck it was, why would she still yeah. be hanging out in Carlos's apartment all the time? There were some timing the issues there. There were. It was it yeah. was very strange. It was almost like she would leave the house and just go stand in that apartment for, for right. hours on end. Okay, so you guys agree that was fucked up. What about her laying in the hallway? Does, did that make sense to you? Well, I think she was just locked out of her house. She had no other place to go. It made sense that she went there. right outside onto the to the landscape where she can, where her sister couldn't attack her. But the fact that, you know, I, I don't know. It, 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 it did well, feel on. a little weird, you know, like, yeah. I mean, the guys were drunk and, you know, they're just introducing you to Carlos because he's like, oh, she's beautiful. Let's put a blanket That's on her. It, so, it was you, convenient see, for that, I think. Exactly. Yeah. For them to, to meet. To, <laughs> introduce that there's going to be a, a love affair here. I don't know. Love affair. <laughs> that was, <laughs> they were making love affair. The, the what Brandon was saying is is very true though, and, and and Dave, I think you said this as well. It's like when she goes up there, I think that's where she runs into the ex-wife, right? Or the yeah, the love the interest. Wife. Tells her that yeah. she tells her that he's downstairs. Yeah, right. Why wouldn't she like? That's exactly. It. She tells her she's downstairs. She, she wants her tell busted. The cops or anybody else. This guy's leg is rotting. <laughs> that's where I had like there was a one day too many that she was not saying anything, and then that was to get her to go up to the apartment. Finally, she runs into the fiance. The fiance goes down. So yes, she's just hanging upstairs, or or she went to work. I think you're supposed to get the idea that the fiance went downstairs to confront her, and she went off to do inventory. That doesn't make bullshit. sense. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that bullshit. That does no, not make was- sense. Because she even warned her not to go down there because her sister's dangerous. So yeah. she wouldn't run off and be like, oh, I'm going to go do inventory now. It just, it was very. No one could hear her screaming. I think she got down there and got killed. She was screaming like she's right upstairs. I think it does cut back up to her and she's still upstairs, like Dave said. Like she's still just sort of hanging about. Yeah. It, so there, those things were a little awkward. Um, however, I'm somewhat forgiving of them. I'm somewhat forgiving of them. Okay, listen, I understand why she told the fiancé he was downstairs because she was caught red-handed in Carlos's apartments with the key. So you got to say something. Like when the cops questioned her, at that point she's still trying to cover up for her sister. But then 
when the fiance sees her in Carlos's apartment, now it's her ass caught red-handed. She has to give some reason why she's there. So that's why I think she's like, well, I have no choice but to tell her the truth. Carlos is downstairs. So I don't mind that. But even so, even later on, when Quinn Carlos tells her, he says she was pregnant, because he didn't he doesn't know what happened. He didn't see her get killed. He was he was actually no, he did see her getting killed. He saw yeah. her getting chopped up and he got punched out. And yeah. then he wakes up in bed and he tells uh, he tells uh, Nia that that she was pregnant, and that's why he was running away. He didn't want to. He was being forced to marry a girl who was pregnant with his child. And then she disappears again. You don't even see where she goes. She just disappears. And that's when the, the mother and daughter show up to get the wedding dress. And that whole setup for that kill, like, yeah, it looks cool with the, you know, the uh, sewing needle through the mouth. But there are two of them there. And this older sister, she's so weak and feeble. Like, it just seems like, like, ah, like two giant bodybuilders. Could, yeah, could they, could yeah, they both like, fight her off or something? I know. Like, Ar- but... like Arnold and, St- and Stallone were in the corner going, ah, it's a little girl is coming to kill them. And then the next thing, they're dead. Like, ah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, it just seemed like it's funny that as you as we're playing it back out, I I'm like, yeah, there, there's some issues, but not enough to sink the movie because no, because it, it is it's very well done. Now I will say it it takes it takes a while. Like, there's a lot of like um, not just characterization, but it, it's almost more uh, dramatic for the first two thirds. Uh, or at least for the first half, and then it becomes very misery-like, and then the final act is very horrific. Yeah, absolutely. dude, I love where she hid the uh, the torso of the uh, of the fiance. Oh though. Yeah, yeah, that was that cool. was awesome. Putting her like as like the uh, mannequin for the dressmaking. Yeah, was... why did she do that? It's like, why was she gonna expose that? It's like almost like she wanted to. Sh- show her name when she came for the appointment with her with her daughter for the wedding dress, like. It doesn't make sense that she would expose that because she's getting the morphine and all that other shit. And another thing, why would you give morphine to someone that's only issue is that they're agoraphobic? How does that help with fucking that? It doesn't make any sense at all. Why would that be the medicine? I was shocked when I learned later on that it was morphine. I'm like, Wait a minute. Shouldn't it be some fucking antidepressant or antipsychotic? Why would it be pain medicine? She's not in fucking physical pain. That's what morphine is for. Or to get them yeah, high, and, but I'm like, you know, clearly, weird, but there's isn't it? clearly something more going on than her agoraphobia because you see her in bed, like freaking, like she's she's having these fits. She's these, fucked up. She's what do you call it? She's been it's PTSD because her father, everything that he put her. That's why he's haunted by fucking his ghostly presence, which is in her head. You know what I mean? Is so it PTSD or is it T putts? <laughs> <laughs> so that okay, two. That's what I said. Did, what about the other thing I said with the bodysuit? Being on that thing. Does that make sense that she would put that there? That's almost like a reveal. Like, ha, look, I'm crazy, and now I'm going to kill you. She wasn't planning on doing that. She was planning on making the dress for the morphine. So by having that there, that doesn't make a lot of sense, no? Or am I, I looking she, too deep into it? No, I think they started to uncover it. it yeah, was but you have up. to use that for a dress. Yeah. You think I, think she smell was, that? I think she was just going to take flesh. I think she was just going to take some measurements. Like, it was panic because she didn't have anywhere to get rid of everything. So she was like, true. Oh, you're absolutely was... you're right. I, I got to fix my headphones there. But I caught the last part of what you're saying. I think she's just at this point so manic and gone so down far down the rabbit right. hole that there's no chance to get back out. <laughs> That's fair. But what about the morphine? Why would you why would a doctor risk fucking getting, giving morphine to someone who, as far as we know, in the conversations, and even the conversations she has with that doctor are about her being agoraphobic and not being able to step out the door. Morphine would have nothing to do. That would be like 
fucking giving cocaine to someone who was fucking anorexic. But morphine is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest, I don't care what my problems are, I can always take some morphine. Oh, sure, I, sure. Yeah, uh, was there a, did she have an underlying problem that needed morphine? She said no. she said she said she would take it, you know, before before a nap or before bed to help her sleep. Probably just because, like Dave said, the PTSD and the nightmares and the trauma of, of everything she'd been through. So it was probably just that. But at the, at, I mean, I don't. I'm sure there was a sorry. A my, less that's invasive probably my sleeping. Yeah, that's probably a less invasive sleep agent to help at that point. <laughs> I guess sorry, so. It's the 1950s, so I don't yeah. know what's available, yeah, and what's popular, and everything else. Fuck but... morphine, man! Can you imagine taking morphine every night before Dude, bed? Right, wake just up, take wake... opium. Wake up feeling like a fucking million bucks every morning. Like, ah. Until you needed it again. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and we saw what happened when she didn't get it. (laughs) That was a great third act, though, too. Shit fucking went crazy. Yeah. And the twists were good. Like, even though, like, I'm I'm not one who, like, I never really predict twists. I just, I even said it to my my dad because he watched it with me. He enjoyed the film, too. I even said to my dad, like, this is what's happening. This is happening. I said, that's the mother. Father's wow. dead and buried in the house, and uh, and it's all going to be revealed, and it, and it was, and uh, but it was still enjoyable the way it was all revealed, and it was it was tragic. I really felt for yeah. um for Monsi's character. I think Monsi's character was the stronger character, and her behaviors, even though not always like you know we just talked about with the morphine and stuff, not always making perfect sense. Given her trauma, you can justify it. It's it's Nia's character, even though the girl did a terrific job. Those timeline issues kind of just throws it off for me, and ultimately her her switch in arc at the end, just deciding to retreat back into the apartment the way her her sister did for all those years, and leaving Carlos out there, just seemed like I don't know counterproductive to everything you just went through this whole this whole hour and a half. Hmm. What about the religious uh, angle? We didn't talk about that. That was heavy handed. It was a lot of religious I, talk. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. When you say heavy handed, yeah. you mean you like it? No, I mean, I mean it, it was just very prevalent in the yeah. plot. There was a lot of it. There was a lot of, you know, Bible talk and crucifix and trying to, and, and even he was trying to throw it in Monsi's face saying, you know, Jesus Christ, you worship him. And he said, the truth, uh, you know, will set you free and all that other stuff. It was all over the place. You know what I mean? Even her, she didn't want the the crucifix looking at her. She hid it under the bed. Then later on, she smashed the crucifixes and she yeah. attacked the one person with it. I think her sister maybe even. But I know that it was used as a weapon. There was a lot of um, religious imagery just just in there. Lots of prayer in the beginning. They were doing Lord's Prayer and Hail Marys and very very Catholic stuff going on here. But not heavy handed in a way where you know it was used for anything in particular except. Maybe a form of control. I, I don't know. Maybe well, and also, a lot of people don't know this because it was like it's only in the old versions of the Bible. But Joseph used to sew Mary's legs to the bed, and that's how <laughs> the immaculate con- conception happened. I, so they tied that back in quite nicely. I thought in this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh that that poor fucking leg. Oh, oh man. You know, the little CG when they first showed it, did it not? Remember when they first showed the shower when, when really? what's her name looked at the leg and she she reacted to it, right? And then he wanted to see it and he kind of pulled the things back and looked at it and the way the leg was just sewn into the bed, it looked like a CG spot, almost like a fucking a picture. I don't know. I neat. almost I almost thought to myself, did she hurt his leg even more than it was? Because I can't imagine. Like I I mean I guess yeah. you fall downstairs you can break your leg, but like that thing looked mangled. Yeah, it was really mangled. 
if your leg's that fucked up, even if you're running away from a woman you impregnated and needed to marry her, wouldn't you be like, I get a doctor at this? Like, he starts screaming for a doctor at some point. But that's why yeah. I said there was one day, one day too many in, in that yeah. in that timeline that just went on a little too long. But all in yeah, all, or like, or she shouldn't have discovered him until much later on. Yes, one way or the or other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that'd be too. Who shouldn't have discovered him? Nia or the fiance? Yeah, Nia. Oh, they, no. they, they could have done that with the with the drugging, you know, her morphining, morphining, <laughs> morphining. It's like it's Morphine. like AMing, oh. AMies. <laughs> what do you want to? What, what would you rather watch? The AMies or the Oscars? <laughs> or the morphinis? <laughs> the morphinis. No, that would have been too fake, though. That would have been like fucking Housebound, where you come on, how dumb do you think that this girl? Love that movie. Yeah, Housebound's fantastic. Nothing yeah. wrong with being like Housebound. Yeah, but come it's on, like, that's the problem with it. Bronx. How how fucking how do you not know somebody's in the house? That that girl, it's an apartment. It's come on, you're not gonna know that someone else is living in that house. You're gonna see your sister occasionally running in there to help him and everything. That hey, she, she didn't know Papa was in the walls for the last fourteen years. Papa, <laughs> Papa, oh, Papa. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad it was revealed when it was. If they would have said that reveal, I would not invite the movie. I would have said, "Oh, come on, who? You're pulling my leg. Who, who are you trying to get here? It's like housebound. That's why I don't like that." Well, they, they could have had her spend more time with her boyfriend outside, but I guess they needed to develop her relationship with Carlos as well. So. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Right, which, which, which yeah. didn't feel which didn't feel genuine because I, I don't know. He just I, was attracted I, to her. She's a pretty young thing. You know, I felt bad for the boyfriend when she broke up with him. Yeah, because she fell in love with some guy with a bum leg. <laughs> yeah. You bum. Did she break up with him all of a sudden? He yeah. just he they broke up. Yeah, you, what, you yeah. could see him on the street. They don't say anything. We could just see his like sour puss and he turns and walks away. Oh, I didn't I didn't get that out of there. Like you're breaking it up for a guy with a bum leg. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what the Bitch. fuck? Right. Dude, yeah, because he would have lost his leg. It would have been gangrene because he said it was getting worse. He goes, because he told her. Remember when she said, I'm going to confess to you? And he goes, well, he goes, you're not being honest with me. And he goes, and if I do leave this house, it's going to be with just one leg because I'm going to lose my leg. So the direction they were going in, and you could see it. That's what would have happened. She was, she's no doctor. She thought she was trying to get it better, maybe, and giving him the morphine and everything else and keep it out, whatever she was doing with it. But, I mean, he probably would have lost the damn leg. It was in a in a terrible did you see yeah, the no, that leg was not salvageable. It was not coming back. No. Yeah, it no. had to put like a pogo stick or something. Yeah, he's got a case of the bad legs. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. Oh god, uh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, so just it. don't talk about Ark anymore. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. No more donations. <laughs> so what? To Ark? Does yeah. Ark still exist or no? Did I? I, I, don't... I, I, I didn't look that up. I, just I mean, no, it was a company that was doing some good. But I don't want to know if they still exist now. Is it like KFC where no one knows what the uh, that what the letters stand for at this point? Because they don't want to say Kentucky Fried Chicken because fried's a bad word. So you think Arcs still exist? They just don't acknowledge what the letters stand for? Wait, fried's a bad word? What the hell's going on? Well, it's not good for you. Fried food, deep fried, you know what I mean? Oh, they, so oh they, they, okay. They want, they want, I, I don't know why. Don't... The minute you said that, I immediately thought racial. I'm like, what's fried mean? <laughs> <laughs> That fucking clan of frieds over there. Get them out of my country. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Like nobody says, nobody says fried anymore. Like, yeah, well, right. that's why they that's why they shortened it to KFC to not promote Kentucky Fried Chicken because fried is a turnoff to people trying to eat healthy. So, like, let's not say fried. They won't pick up. Just like Arby's, you know. Arby's. <laughs> Arby's, you know. Ratings. 
Thank you, Jeremy. I always get, I yes. always get smoked for, but I'm just trying to bring us back on track because it's fucking no, four hours later. This is true. Well, it's the last of these type of shows. This is it. We're going out with bangs. You know what I mean? They got to pay for more. They're not getting ratings. We'll give them ratings in episode 100. (laughs) Episode 100 is going to be a quick one anyway. So Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be epic. I imagine even even if we keep, you know, even if we keep what? Just talk about each movie for three minutes. It's only going to be. 17 and a half hours. Oh, it's yeah, going to be a list. That's what it's going to be. Okay. I'll keep it's us on track. Work. Don't you fucking worry about it. Okay. Keep us on track. So, or not. Well, you want me to go with the okay. rating? Is that <laughs> well, what you're asking you're to keep us on track. That's right. For that show. Because yeah. that show, it's not going to go long. I'm going to make sure we're boom, boom. It's going to be 100. We're going to be down to the top 10 within 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 100. Boom. Next. 99. Next. <laughs> I'll, I'll spill the beans on this movie. One time watch. Really enjoyed it. Love the plot twist. 8 out of 10. Wow. I was going to be 8 out of 10. Then I was going to drop it because of the photo thing. Then I was going to raise it because you guys said. So I'm, I'm just going to go back and there's some more issues. 7.75. How's that? That's Holy what I'm like. Fuck, he stole my rating. <laughs> really? 7.75 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than an eight out of five, right? <laughs> Not nice. quite an eight out of five, but close. First time watch would would just miss would you know just just fall shy being that eight out of ten. But it's it's a really good film. Like Absolutely. I said, this could have played in as being one of the contenders. I don't know if it would have made it or not, but I I really enjoyed the film. Yes, yeah, me too. I finally found it. Ark. Okay, in nineteen fifty, <laughs> little was known. I want to see what it is now. You know what I mean? This is this has been bugging me. Changing believe, with the times. I believe it's now Arkbees. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> oh, that was a good joke. Here it is. Words matter. Over time, as the words retardation and retarded became pejorative, derogatory, and demeaning in usage, the organization evolved its terminology to reflect the desires of people with disabilities and changed its name to the Ark. So there you go. They kept the they name, but the, they added the to it. The. The Academy of Retarded Citizens. <laughs> yeah, in 1992, not Academy. <laughs> Academy. We would like to recognize Tony Collette for hereditary. <laughs> well, she wouldn't get the award. Her daughter would have got the award. Charlie would have got the award for that group. <laughs> hey, life goes on. Wins every year. <laughs> 1992, it was changed because this is what it was. 1953 to 73, National Association for Retarded Children, NARC, N-A-R-C. Then 1973 to 81, National Association for Retarded Citizens, NARC. NARC is a bad thing because it's like, you know, a NARC, you know. So they had to change that because that that, that became a big phrase in the 80s. 81 to 92, the Association for Retarded Citizens of the United States, ARC. And 1992 to present, the ARC of the United States. (laughs) That's all they can say. The oh, arc. And they have one for dogs, too, called Bark. <laughs> the downfall is... They, they, <laughs> that joke... I don't even want to talk, crack my joke, because yours is much better. <laughs> bark. I don't know why. I'm, that's really funny to me. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Noah's Bark. Well, that's, they got the Ark. They there only took two of them. Noah's Bark. <laughs> no, it's like, 
Noah's Bark should be like a cartoon with a bunch of dogs on a boat. That'd be cool, man. <laughs> yeah, you might be onto something. That sounds like it's worth $500 million in box office. Yeah. Well, There's we'll our third movie. <laughs> It'll be in our movie. Nah, second. Seconds of the silly shit. Yeah, yeah I, 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 Bark. Release Noah's the Wawas. They live on the Bark. <laughs> yes, I get it. They live on Noah's Bark. That's how they're coming over. That's how really? they got strange chihuahuas. He's yeah. got to get that wine wedged in there somewhere, Pete. Always release you. the Wawas. Noah's Bark and release the Wawas. They're going to be fucking household names to horror fans. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. That was lots a, of fun. I See, that's, that was a long that's, show. that's the thing about yeah. That's the thing about these afternoon shows. We start early and then we realize we don't have to rush. And, and then it's, it's nothing but our banter because our reviews were probably like an hour and fifteen minutes total, maybe. Everybody will be back for the big thou- thousand, the big one hundred show. <laughs> we should just do the just throw an extra zero on there. These guys have been around for that long. Yeah. Imagine that. Then we have to have the top one thousand shows of the millennium. Then it'd be all fucked up. Yeah. Or movies, sorry. So anyway, episode one hundred. We'll be back next week for the big show, or not next week, but next show for the big one. And uh, we always fuck up the exit, but that's okay. We made it this far. We'll probably continue to wait till we're just patient. The entrance isn't much stronger, and the stuff in the middle isn't that much stronger either. So. <laughs> but people seem to enjoy it, and we thank you, and yeah. we love you. Yeah, we enjoy them listening and everything else, and each other. So, mwah! Nothing but love. Good See night, you next everybody. time. just the way we was.